0: It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
1: Network. Network. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. In the field, number
2: 70! We're talking about practice. Hello, you play to win the game. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Three, two, one, happy
3: 2000! No
1: time on the clock, and the Patriots have won Super Bowl 36. George Open Chicago with the lead! Worldwide Sports
0: Radio Network presents Below the Mark.
2: Hello! Long Island, New York and around the country! This is Below the Mic, and this is our new time. And we're going to stick with this time, right, Speedy? Mm-hmm. You know, hmm As you know, you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. You can call us at 631-965-4990 and download their app. How do we download the app, Speedy? Well, I'm not going to ask you because you'll be all over the place. All you have to do is go to Apple, which is iOS, search us at WWSRN on the Apple, and on the Android, you go to the Play Store, and you put in Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You can download it. You can watch our shows live on our app. You can listen to our shows live on the app. You can watch the clips. You can listen to the replays of our shows, and you can read our great... Story! Speedy. What's going on, my friend? I've been doing fine, except for the last. Who cares, hour. Speedy? Except for the last hour, where I had to deal with your weirdness. Why? Well, what's wrong with my weirdness? I, I think <laughs> I have a lot of fun. Yeah, I do. Yes, you have a lot of fun. Well, I'm you don't about that. that. You don't have a lot of fun when I what I say off air. Yeah, not
4: always.
2: It's really really funny. I think I think it's very interesting. you
4: and your your uh, your social media people love it. What do you mean? My social media oh, people. Now you're the uh, world uh,
2: social media people. and your
4: uh, your. Your live stream that you had to join. What do you mean my live stream? A half hour, Cal.
2: What what do you mean a half hour? I thought I, I, listen, we have a lot of fun and off air. A lot of people tell me I should be recording every single, every single thing I do and everything that we talk about off air. But we don't. Unfortunately, thank God. God, Why? Uh, What? You don't like it? uh, You don't think it's funny?
4: I don't need any (laughs) more.
2: Does your mom need any more? No. No, we are not discussing that. Well, well, that's all right. Anyways, we do this every single Wednesday. What do we call this, Speedy? Sports and entertainment news. Hit it, Speedy. Top stories. The best point guards the Los Angeles Clippers should consider in the offseason. And one of them is John Wall. Now, John Wall hasn't played for almost two years. The guy can't stay on the court. I think he has tremendous talent, and at one point... Maybe three years ago, I thought he could compete with Steph Curry and Kyrie Irving. I don't think that anymore. I don't know what's going on with John Wall. Stan Van Gundy agrees to become the head coach of the Pelicans. Speedy? It's
4: interesting. I'm surprised they went with a veteran hire with a younger team. But, I mean, it's not bad. He preaches defense. and That's what they need.
2: Kawhi Leonard trade could be a part of Clippers blow up. Now, Everything that happened in the off-season, um, um, throughout the season with Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers getting fired after that debacle of a playoff run. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George not getting along in the locker room. Some of the players did not reach their goals this year where everybody thought the Clippers were going to be the NBA champions. Well, it didn't happen. And Kawhi Leonard, a lot of players don't like Kawhi Leonard, I heard in the Clippers locker room. So that's going to be a story that we're going to be talking about throughout the offseason. NFL rumors and news. Saints coach Sean Payton says Michael Thomas Discipline is over Now If anybody didn't hear About Michael Thomas Did you hear about Michael Michael Thomas? Yeah he
4: was beating up A teammate uh, last week uh, I think it was Chauncey Gardner Johnson And he got suspended For the Monday night game Against the Chargers It wasn't injury related Like originally They results. got it Didn't affect their record yeah. <laughs> I mean
2: I mean the Saints Would have really regretted it If Michael, jo- Michael Thomas Was not playing in the game They decided to sit him out And they didn't win that game Thank God they did. And Michael Thomas, I think, learned a lesson. Michael Thomas is one of the best players in the league. So they need him on the field. Drew Brees needs him on the field. And if Alvin Kamara wants to be a top running back, which we've seen the last two years, he needs him on the field as well. Baker Mayfield on critics. I don't give a damn what they say. Well, that's something (laughs) Baker Mayfield needs to figure out in the offseason. Because right now they're in a playoff run. And you saw what happened last week. When they had a problem with the Pittsburgh Steelers, none of them could say anything. All the fun and games on the sideline didn't work out when you're losing a big game and you're getting totaled by a Pittsburgh Steeler team that you should have been competing with. So, unfortunately, Baker Mayfield just needs a zipper button and stick it up as you know what. Two Um, losses this year have been both blowouts to division rivals so far. Well, there you go. Browns, Odell Beckham Jr. on COVID-19. I don't think it's going to get into this body. Well... Unfortunately, it has. So, maybe not a third time, but Odell Beckham has his own problems and his own regrets. Unfortunately, uh, he's okay, and he's playing in the games and causing more mischief than good for his team. Ryan Fitzpatrick on the benching. My heart just hurts all day. Well, Ryan, instead of laughing at the New York Jets when you're kicking their ass last week... Maybe you should worry about keeping your job. <laughs> well, Tua's now the uh, quarterback of the team. I'm very interested to see what this team is going to do. Being three and three, and they're in a playoff spot right now. I think they're the last wild card team.
4: They're one, they're in the race for right now. I think they're a game back because the Colts also won too. So right now they're four. They're three and three. Colts are four and two.
2: The Jets. Oh, the wonderful Jets. Can trade Sam Donald. Hard to pass on a monster, Trevor Lawrence, Joe it, says. Well, thank you, Joe. Instead of opening your mouth and causing more mischief than good, maybe you should just shut your mouth. Hopefully, Trevor Lawrence decides to come out to the draft. I believe he will. He can't pass up the money that he's going to be making. NBA rumors and news. Four players, Raptors, can sign to replace Marcus. Saw. There's a lot of guys that are going to be available this offseason. The question is... What sender do you bring in? Now the Gasol brothers are all out. They're done with the NBA. One retires. The other one's over there in Portugal or Spain trying to win for Barcelona. It's going to be a good question on where they're going to find a big man. I love what Toronto and Nurse has done with this team defensively and offensively, but a big part of their defense was Mark Gasol last year, one of the best defensive players in the league. So that's going to hurt them. Center, uh, Celtics monitor uncomfortable Andre Su- Andre Drummond situation with the Cavs for a possible trade. That would be the perfect move for the Celtics. Yeah. They need a big man, they need a rebounder, something that they lacked in the playoffs. You saw what happened against the Miami Heat. They absolutely killed him on the board. They need a big man. They need a guy that could dominate the boards and do the things that they don't do very well. Andre Drummond would be the perfect fit. Uh, Pacers, Victor, Olin Depot. Trade situation, not a critical mess. Olin Depot is an uh, unrestricted free agent. He can go wherever he wants. Maybe a sign and trade uh, if Olin Depot wants to give the Pacers an opportunity to get something back for him. The Knicks are one of those teams that I've been hearing uh, that are very, very interested in Olin and Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook. Could you imagine the Knicks land Russell Westbrook and Olin Depot in the offseason? That's a pretty good move yeah, for the Knicks. Absolutely. How the Los Angeles Lakers can land Zach Levine and Derrick Rose this offseason. Derrick Rose had a sensational season. And if you look at Derrick Rose's numbers, which I did, I watched. If you guys didn't check out his his documentary, it is on YouTube. It's called Pooh, the Derrick Rose documentary. Uh, They used to call him Pooh Bear. Um, Definitely check it out. It's a great documentary about him. Uh, It's a sensational story. Derrick Rose had a sensational year last year, 18 points. He was one of the best point guards in the league last year. Uh, this guy could be a Hall of Famer. If you compare his numbers to Chris Paul's numbers, they're very alike. Chris Paul's a Hall of Famer. So yeah, if he can get some level of longevity to make up the years he lost, he definitely can be. MLB rumors and news. Mets, Marcus Stroman takes a shot at the Yankees. Why am I not surprised after they decide not to make a move from? While also saying he pitched for them. Well, well, well. I have no idea why Marcus Stroman is taking shots at a team that he wants to play for. What an idiot. Jackass. Braves GM team hopes to re-sign Marcel Uzuno. That's not going to happen. He's going to want a lot of money. I don't think the Braves are going to open up their pocket. they got a lot of good players in their farm system. I think they're going to pass on uh, Marcel Uzuno. Yeah. I was
4: going to say, especially since Christian Pache made the postseason roster, who was their top outfield prospect, I think they're going to go
2: forward with him for a full season. NHL rumors and news Chris Russell, Edmonton Oilers Working on extension Speedy You like that? Uh, it's not bad, I mean
4: Chris Russell's always been a streaky defenseman Year to year, but they need some level of depth And he's provided good
2: leadership for them Definitely a spark for them, so I like him How will Joe Thornton Fit on the 2020-21 Toronto Maple Leafs? Speedy, the same as everyone else They're going to be great on offense Old and, and terrible Right. <laughs> that's it and final news of the day yes it's final and it's a very good story Uh, and I, I know a lot of people don't like this guy but I love this guy Carmelo Anthony will only return to the Blazers in a certain situation what do you like about that Speedy? I, I like it because, again, the Blazers
4: definitely could use that other offensive piece we saw in the playoffs in the past where Lillard, if Lillard McCollum, one of them, was taken out, then they didn't have the other guy and they didn't really have the depth. And Melo provides that other depth for them. I mean, he didn't play to the same level. But, well, that's what I think. Uh, no, nah, I think I
2: think it could work with the Blazers. I really do. Well, all the Knicks fans that think that he would come back to New York and, and try to win with the Knicks this coming year, nah, uh, that's not happening. That's uh, Carmelo Anthony is a goner. I don't know if the Pacers are going to bring it back. I could see them trading Damian Lillard or maybe CJ McCollum. They're not going to win with the team they have right now. As good as they are on paper with Nurkic and all the players that they have, I just don't think they're a match for some of those teams in the West, especially Golden State, that are going to be looking for Giannis. I mean, there are stories coming out. They're the only team that can make a significant trade to get Giannis right. uh, to come with the second pick in the draft and maybe some other players. Maybe trading, I've been hearing some other rumors of Andrew Wiggins or somebody of that magnitude going with that trade. I think they're going to have to give up a significant amount to get Giannis over there. So I don't know if the Greek freak is going there staying in Milwaukee or maybe going to New York. I still think he'll stay in
4: Milwaukee. I think they'll find a way.
2: I think there's a better chance of him going to the Heat. Yeah, you said that. (laughs) If you can't beat him, join him part two. There you go. (laughs) And that, ladies and gentlemen, is today and the week in sports and entertainment. And, yes, Speedy actually did it right today. He he did it right today. I didn't have to hit him on the backside of the head. So none of you had the opportunity to see me smack him around. But if you do want to see that, you just have to stay tuned on Snapchat after the show because I like to have a little fun with Speedy uh, off air. A lot of uh, uh, parental discretion is advised (laughs) when you watch those Snapchats. That's for sure. There is somebody on the phone, though, that probably would want to see it. All right. Who do we have on the phone? Welcome to Below the Mic.
4: Hi Errol. I'm really uh really sad today.
2: Why Why is that?
0: You, you know, it's just been it's just been a tough week. You know, I um you know, I was led to believe it's a that Ezekiel Elliott was better than Barry Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. And, and I'm and and I'm really broken up with with the fumble problems <laughs> and it's it, it hurts my heart.
2: Yeah, he cost the Cowboys a win. He definitely did. Uh, and I, I, you wouldn't expect that from Ezekiel Elliott. I, I like Ezekiel Elliott. I, I still. What do you mean you wouldn't expect it from him? He has I, He's leading the league in fumbles this year. Well, this year, this year, but usually Ezekiel Elliott's pretty good with controlling the ball. Uh, I, I don't think he's anywhere close to Barry Sanders, by the way. I've said that over and over again. But Ezekiel Elliott's still uh, one of the best running backs. That's not what team. I've been told. Well, <laughs> uh, the beeve <laughs> likes to tell everybody um, stupid things. Uh, that's why the beeve is out there sometimes with his Cowboys. I've got to get the beeve and you on the show at the same time. That would be so funny. we got to do that, like, pound for we've pound. Already,
0: we've already made him cry once. We don't want to do that. I think I, it that, would that be people. a great
2: pound for pound argument, and we could just be the referees of back and forth banter. Maybe we'll ask you both questions and see who would win when it comes to sports, uh... Trivia. I, I, well, I mean,
0: I would, I would love to do that, but from what I understand, he's given up sports.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think about your Patriots? I mean, losing, a, they had a big loss on Sunday. What did you think about that? I mean, Cam Newton isn't 100% yeah. healthy. We know that. Well,
0: you know, I mean, there's, you know, listen, a loss is a loss, and, you know, they've been so good for so long that, like, you know, you're used to seeing them winning, and to lose a game like that to Denver you know, really stinks. It's really, really bad. But when you look at it kind of in totality, you could kind of see it coming. They, they hadn't practiced in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Their facility had been shut down because they were, you know, leading the league in COVID cases at the time. And that's why their game had gotten pushed back and they really hadn't been practicing. So, you know, as, as surprising as it is, you know, a lot of people could have predicted it as well. Right. You know I mean, I mean, You know, uh, getting a win in the NFL is hard any week, no matter who you're playing, even if it's the Dallas Cowboys.
2: Or the Jets. (laughs) Or the Jets, who are terrible. Absolutely.
0: right. Well, listen, you know, that game, okay, the Jets didn't look good, but that game, you know, was still only 21 to nothing at the end of the day or whatever it was, (laughs) 24 to
2: nothing. It was terrible, man. Listen, even against the worst NFL teams, games (laughs) are still competitive. Well, what did you – What did you think about the Ryan Fitzpatrick story that came out? They decided to go with Tua – I'm very surprised. I, and I like Brian Flores. I think he's, he's a great, great coach. And he's one of those coaches that really stand out from the Bill Belichick tree. I think he's going to be a fantastic coach in the NFL. A lot of these players are following him uh, and following his lead. But this is a bad move, a really bad move. When you have Ryan Fitzpatrick right now, 3-3, three and three, you're in a playoff spot. He's the veteran. Uh, I think Tua needs a little bit more time. I don't know if his hip is 100% healthy. And then you decide... In, in the seventh game of the season, being that you're 3-3, three and three, and you just beat the Jets to put two in, does that make any sense to you? Um, it makes
0: a little bit of sense for me when you look at you, – you know, it's it's a pressure thing, right? You don't need to look at the Fitzpatrick versus Chua thing when you can look at the other people from that draft. Joe Burrow's playing pretty well in Cincinnati, even though they're not very good. And Justin Herbert, quietly, it's is playing really well for – for the Chargers out in LA. Like he almost, you know, in his first game almost beat, you know, the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So I think the Dolphins really want to find out if, you know, their offense would have a whole nother dimension to it with Tua. So, you know, listen, they can always go back to Fitzpatrick and he could
2: steady the ship. He's got that. Patrick you Patrick. know, they're not going to do that. They will not pull in a rookie quarterback. Well, listen, if Tua is really bad, they yeah. would do that. I don't think he's going to be really bad, but the fact is is that you're in a playoff sp- opportunity right now. You can, you can actually win the division. You really could because Buffalo has not played well the last two weeks. They've lost two games in a row, and you're only one game behind them.
4: Their defense is a big letdown this year. Yeah, too.
2: It, To me, you have a chance to win the division, and now all but of a sudden hard, you're going to go to Tua? But it's hard not to play him when you
4: see the other
0: young quarterbacks in his class playing really well.
2: Yeah, but Tua's coming back. He's coming back from a hip injury. Uh, being that he's a young kid and having a hip injury of that magnitude, he, I would absolutely sit him out for most of this season. I would not put him in harm's way, especially when he's your franchise. Yes, he has the number one home and away jersey. Me and Speedy were looking that up before the show. He has the number one jersey in professional football. Uh, it's selling jerseys. so he's a popular player. And I know the owner loves the fact that he he loves superstars. He loves superstar coaches I mean, and he loves I mean, superstar you know, players.
0: But- of all the of all the starting versus backup players in the in the league of any team, I don't think that that move would have been number one for me on my radar. For a, you know someone who's backing up a starter to, to replace him, mm-hmm. for me it would be Tony Pollard.
2: Interesting. It, it, it's Tony really... Pollard
0: over Zeke Elliott. Make him the starter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's stories coming out. Uh, the Jets are trying to have a wholesale. You saw what he did. They did after the game. Now all of a sudden, you're hearing Jamison Crowder's name get brought into conversation. Quinn and Williams' name getting brought. I do do not believe the Jets are trading Quinn Williams unless they're going to get an outlandish offer by from some team. I, I can't see the Jets giving up. Arguably, uh, on st- statistics, show you that he's one of the best defensive linemen uh, this year, as far as stats are sh- concerned. Not sacks, but everything else Uh sa- you know, tackles, uh, stopping the run. He's one of the best defensive linemen in yeah, the league. Like pressure rate as well, like yes. percentage wise. I mean, you well, can't you're, trade you're away the, one of your best young, talented players on your team.
0: Well, you're the Jets guy, right? So let me let me just ask you this, right? I understand you know, Quinn and Williams being a high draft pick and not wanting to trade him away. But would it make sense as far as, you know, the culture in that building seems to be really garbage right now. And maybe Joe Douglas needs to clean house and just make everybody in that building, his guy and, and
2: change the culture. I do believe that Joe Douglas is going to do that. And unfortunately it's going to hurt Sam Darnold because I love Sam. And I think, I still think he's going to be a great quarterback in this league, but I think he He's going to hit. Uh, he's going to hit the dra- the trade broomers because, to me, as good as Sam is as a player of what we we've seen him when he does have some weapons to throw to. Uh, unfortunately, you have a guy like Trevor Lawrence coming out of the draft this year, more than likely, and he is w- once in a lifetime type of player. And unfortunately, the Jets, if if the Jets get the number one pick, they're Now it's not even unfortunately; it's fortunately. They're going to get. They're going to go after Trevor Lawrence. You would well, be stupid. Well, me, You'd be stupid well, not to.
0: Well, let me ask you. Like, so here's the other thing. And listen, I know you're going to say that I'm throwing stones. No, I'm, I'm on not. Jets and all. i right. I pick on the Jets what's all the from, time.
3: And I'm what's a Jet from fan?
0: stopping Trevor Lawrence from pulling the John Elway, Eli Manning path and saying, I'm not playing for that.
2: I don't think he's going to do that. One reason why is John Elway with the coach and, and, and everything. And, and and Dabo Sweeney, uh, you know who he is. Dabo is a very well-respectable uh, uh, head coach in college football and he doesn't believe in walking away. It just, just like he said about Deshaun Watson. Everybody, he said that whoever passes up on Deshaun Watson is going to regret it. I can't see a guy like Trevor Lawrence to just say, you know what? I don't want to play for the Jets. If if he wants to prove himself as a winner, he wants to prove himself uh, as a player and a superstar in the NFL, why not go to a team that hasn't won in 50 years and help them win a championship? That'll put him right on the map as one of the best quarterbacks because in the NFL. Because you can
0: destroy a career like that.
2: Well, I don't think it's... It it depends on the coach that they bring. And I like what Joe Douglas has done. He got rid of cancers like Le'Veon Bell and Jamal Adams. And I think he's going to start moving other pieces. I I can see it.
0: You're going to use those as your two examples? No, no, there's no examples.
2: I just think that they're going to move players. And I think I can't see Trevor Lawrence saying, you know what, I don't want to play for the Jets. And if he does, that doesn't stop the Jets from drafting him. Why? Why would that stop the Jets from drafting him? Because he says he doesn't want to go there. It's all about. It's all up to the Jets on what they want to do. And I still like Sam Donald. I wouldn't mind keeping Sam Donald and putting players around him. Uh, something you can that they've done. It's them.
0: all up to the Jets, but really, I mean, it's really who's been drafting, proven
2: out. Who's drafting? Who's making I mean, the listen, make, Who's making just, the pick?
0: Here is the thing: it's just been proven out over time. The player has the leverage. If he says he's not playing. It works in the player's favor because you know it works for John Elway and it worked for Eli Manning. They both got out of. Situations. Eli
2: Manning didn't want to go to San Diego because he wanted. He, his father thought that it would be a better fit for him to go to New York in a big city. He fit New York more okay, than San so Diego. So what if
0: Trevor Lawrence's father thinks it's a better fit to go play in Jacksonville?
2: Well, I, I don't. I don't see why. I mean, Jacksonville is a terrible argument. The Jets are going to be in a better situation than Jacksonville. They will.
0: I, I, mean, I, I not on not on offense as far as offense goes right now. We're
2: well, that, they're also fighting. Throwing, the Jets are also I would fighting. Would much
0: rather be thrown to DJ Chark and uh, Lavisca Chenault than anyone the Jets have. First, First of, of all, all too, yeah. we
2: don't we don't know what Denzel Mims is. Okay, that's one. Number two, the Jets are going to have a significant amount of draft to, uh, capital this year. A significant amount. They could bring we just in three they, players that they are could bring in, on the team. They could bring in the Jets, the Jets could bring in nothing. the Jets could bring in Ross. Uh, his 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 wide receiver. His number one guy. Guy. His number one option in Clemson if it'll make Cle- Trevor Lawrence happy they could bring him in and, and they could bring in players that he would enjoy to throw the ball to so I, I, I again the Jets have a lot of uh, um, money to spend in the offseason too they could bring in T.Y. Hilton, Allen Robinson they could bring in players and they also can make trades and bring in some players in free agency I mean in, in, in trade here's the,
0: here's the other problem with, with, with all of this thinking and, and you're right they could do all of that but History, recent history has shown, for the most part, free agents don't choose the
2: Jets. Well, free agents don't choose the Jets unless the Jets overpay them. And, unfortunately, I think that if these teams or these players see that the Jets are bringing in the right coach, they're bringing in the right players, and they have the right thought of Where's where this right is. Who's the right coach? I don't know yet. I, I, there are a couple of coaches that I like. I like There's Eric, only one correct answer. Who, we all know
0: who the right coach is. So Eric Biennemi? Right Eric Biennemi. That's the answer.
2: Well, Eric Bieniemy is a guy. I, I again, I'm going to say this, and I know you guys are not going to like it. I like Jim Harbaugh. If I were the Jets, you saw what he did with Colin Kaepernick. You saw what he did with Alex Smith. I think if you bring you bring Jim Harbaugh in, he works very, very well with young quarterbacks. We've seen it. Uh, I think he'd be very, very good fit with the Jets. I also like uh, the guy from the, um, uh, what's the team? What's the team? What's the team? Um, Carolina. Carol- the, the- oh, Joe okay. Brady. Uh, Joe Brady mm-hmm. uh, from Carolina. You see what he's doing with Teddy Bridgewater. You see what he's doing uh, with uh, Robbie Anderson. I, I think he's a good fit for the Jets. I think there's a couple of guys that you can see that, that would fit very, very. But Eric Bieniemy is the number one target. I, I think that's everybody's number one target. And I think Eric Bianamine, he's going to have his his choice of where he wants to go. But the the thing is with the Jets, and, and this is why I think Eric Bieniemy will choose the Jets over Houston and some of those other teams. The Jets have draft stock. And the Jets have money to spend, and I think the the whole big story here is Houston don't have that. Houston <laughs> don't, don't have draft a GM. <laughs> they have no draft stock, and they have no money. They 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 just paid Deshaun Watson. Um, over 160 million dollars. They're right now, and they gave up. Uh, they gave uh, Tunsil a, ton, a lot of money. They don't really have the money to do that. the The proper move for Eric Bieniemy is to go to the Jets because the Jets will bring in arguably one of the best quarterbacks we've seen come out of the draft in almost 15 years, and then you have all the different things that you can do and you can add on on the players that he feels fit that'll fit his offense. So. I think it's a good move if the Jets bring in Eric Biannimi. Um We'll see. We'll see what happens in the offseason. Adam Gates is gone. The only reason why Adam Gates still has his job, and I've said this over and over again, he gives the Jets uh, the best chance to lose. That's That's what it is. And that's the way Joe Douglas looks at it.
0: I'm paying a guy. I think the Jets should trade for Zeke Elliott. Oh, God, please,
2: please. I like Zeke, but uh, no, I don't want Zeke. I definitely don't want Zeke. I, I think right now the Jets need to keep moving. I, I'm hearing that Sam Donald's gonna he's gonna play. This is a bad move. If the Jets. If the Jets decide to put Sam Donald in even half a hundred percent. That's that's a bad move by him because if you want to get a first-round draft pick for Sam, you got to protect him. You do not want to put him in harm's way. We can hurt his shoulder for good, and then you lose out on getting a first a first and a third or a four, first and a fourth. Because I think there are a lot of teams that are going to be lining up, Indianapolis, Chicago. There are going to be teams, Pittsburgh, teams that will line up and give him a first-round draft pick. So, um, unfortunately... If the Jets put him in harm's way, which we've seen this with the Jets over and over again, uh, this could be a bad, bad situation for the New York Jets. So,
0: Who's in a worse situation right now, the Jets or the Cowboys?
2: Um, I would say the Cowboys. I would say the Cowboys because the Cowboys have no money in the off season to spend, <laughs> and, they, defense is <laughs> abysmal. and their defense is really bad. And they, they don't have a lot of – they don't really have a draft cap. I think they have seven draft picks next year. Mm. So they don't it's not have a
0: logo, it's a rating. You know,
2: <laughs> I think the Cowboys are in a little bit more trouble than the Jets. The Jets have money and they have draft capital. So they could do a lot in the offseason to really get them. Well,
0: the Cowboys are in trouble cuz they've overpaid everyone. They have the highest paid defensive end and, and DeMarcus Lawrence. They have the highest paid running back or the second highest paid running back, right. Zeke Elliott.
4: Highest you know, paid they, middle linebacker gonna, too, Jalen Smith. They have the
0: highest paid wide receiver in Amari Cooper. Or I think he, is he still the he's, highest? He's paid the, sec, or, he's I, the second, second highest,
4: Michael Thomas. Michael the Thomas is done a boy. They also have the second highest paid, or they have the highest paid middle linebacker with Jalen Smith too.
0: Right, so like this is like, this is like the thing with them is they've already doled out a bunch of money. They're going to have to now shell out a, a larger contract for Dak Prescott. And they're not going to have any flexibility going forward. So they're not going to be able to go and get Anyone to play safety or a cornerback or anything like that? They've they 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 made their choices and they've paid the wrong guys, and it's so deliciously Cowboys. I love it.
2: <laughs> Jeff, thank you for calling, Bud.
0: Thanks, Arrow. I, I appreciate you. Having I love me when on you call. This, I love when you call,
2: time. man. I love. I when really you
0: appreciate you having me on this tough time. I'm really suffering through this whole thing.
2: I'm <laughs> sure you are, man. I'll talk to you soon, Bud. All right, guys. Jeff from Tampa and maybe Rhode Island soon. So there you go. Uh, uh, I I have to say, as crazy as he is and outlandish as he could be sometimes, he is dead on on a lot of things that he said, including the New York Jets. Uh, When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking to Central Michigan tight end recruit Hunter Markham here on Below the Mic.
0: You're you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
2: you guys know, this is Below the Mic. We are live every single Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. New York Eastern Time. Yes, we're back at the normal time, so you'll love it or you'll hate it if you're coming from the West Coast, but it'll be early for you if you're at school or whatever the heck you're doing. Uh, remember, you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app, iOS, which is Apple, WWSRN. Our Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Yes, Speedy, are you are you good with the production today or what? I am. I am fading everything slowly. Very good, very good, Speedy. I'm glad I can help you. I'm, I'm glad. I I am a DJ, ladies and gentlemen. You so are. I'm trying to teach this kid how to be a good producer. After three long years, we finally got him to do what I've been telling him for years. So there you go, Speedy. Anyways, uh, I'm very happy to have this kid on our show. I-, I love the recruits that we have. We've had the top 100 in 2021 and 2022. We, we interviewed yesterday, uh, actually Monday, the top punter in the nation for 2022. So I, I love so shout out to Jillian shout out to Ricky and all our, our social media management uh, team that actually sends us all these different great guests. Uh, we are now talking to central Michigan tight end recruit Hunter Markham. What's going on Hunter?
3: Hey, thanks for having me.
2: Absolutely, man. I, I'm reading, I'm reading how tall you are. You're six foot seven, 232 pounds. Holy moly, man. You are a big man.
3: Yeah. How, how,
2: how tall is your father?
3: He's about 6'4" six, 6'5". Six, ah, and so you are and, and do you have any brothers or sisters? I have a sister. Is she tall too? Yeah, she's pretty tall. How tall is she? About 5'8".
2: Well, that's tall for a woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she, she's a borderline model size. So there you go, man. Maybe maybe you can help <laughs> her out and tell her to go uh, maybe you know, use the modeling career to to go to school and, and get paid for school. So there you go. Anyway, so uh, we are talking to Central Michigan tight end recruit Hunter Markham. Now, Hunter, what is it like uh, being recruited? I, I see you were recruited by two schools, Central Michigan and Valpar- What was that? Valparaiso. Valparaiso, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm not very good at That's pronouncing. A <laughs> a That's a tricky name. It is a tricky name. I'm not very good with names, too, by the way. So uh, bear with me here. Um, what is it like being recruited by different teams? And, and I know because of COVID-19, uh, you really can't go to the schools. You really uh, you have to do these Zoom calls. You meet the coaches. You meet all the different representatives and uh, the dean of admissions, whatever, whatever you guys do. What is it like doing and, and being recruited on a computer than going to the school and visiting the school? What is it like?
3: Well, it's a lot different than I ever expected it would be. I always imagined going to different campuses and meeting the coaches in person and touring the facilities, Um, but that's all happened uh, over Zoom and over like videos and phone calls, and um, it's gone pretty well, uh, better than I could have expected if a year ago somebody told me I would uh, be choosing my college over a couple videos and a Zoom call.
4: So Central Michigan is actually interesting because it's one of the smaller schools that actually has had some good recent NFL talent. Three guys that probably could be Hall of Famers. J.J. Watt was there before he transferred to Wisconsin. Antonio Brown, Joe Staley have been those three names. Did that really sway in, in your decision with the preparation that you see these guys, have, uh, these co- this coaching staff and this program have for the NFL?
3: Um, it's definitely really cool to see. Uh, I saw that they sent a tight end to the Vikings recently, and then they had a tight end transfer to to uh, Virginia. So it's really great to see those guys having some success after playing there.
2: We are talking to Central Michigan tight end recruit Hunter Markham. Now, Hunter... The tight the tight end position has become a, a very important position, not only in professional football but college football. Some of these tight ends can run a four seven, four six. They're big, they're strong. Uh, they can jump. They can play. They play basketball. Uh, we've seen linemen, offensive linemen. Uh, they, they play travel basketball. They play high school basketball. When when you look at the game and how it's transitioned, and you know from the the prima data wide receivers to the tight end now uh, in the NFL, do you see the the tight end really taking over uh, when it comes to college football and the NFL moving forward? When when you see some of the talent that that we've seen come out, guys like uh, the Kittles of the world, and over the years all the different tight ends that we've seen.
3: Yeah, because not only they have to be great blockers as they've been in the past, but now like Kittle and. Um, Kelsey, uh, Yeah, the guy in the Chiefs. Um, mm-hmm. They both make huge plays and a lot of catches and yards. And um, I think that'll, that that trans- transfers to college and even to high school, too.
4: So, Errol actually brought up a good point. A lot of these tight ends that are drafted, a lot of them play college basketball and did other sports and they didn't always play football. They didn't always get the recognition. And I think a lot of that has to do with the way that their, uh, their schemes are and even high school football, the way their schemes are. Do you think it's a tougher journey for the tight end position, even more than any other position, just because of what we've seen and a lot of them being late picks?
3: Yeah, I do. Um, I was, a, I'm a big basketball guy growing up doing AAU and uh, through high school. And I definitely um, have gotten a lot of interest more interest through basketball uh, in the past uh, before I even thought that college football was a possibility. So what made
2: you decide to go with college football than college basketball?
3: I just, I really thought about my time playing both sports and just thought about when I was the happiest and which sport really made me the happiest, and it was football at the end of the day.
2: Uh, We are talking to Central Michigan tight end recruit Hunter Markham. Now, Hunter, uh, when you deal with, uh, different schemes. You see the spread offense a lot in college football. And then you see an NFL style of quarterback. And we, we've talked to a lot of quarterbacks that play both uh, and the mobile quarterbacks. When you see the game transitioning the way you do, what stands out to you the most when you see the, the transition from the, from the 80s and the 90s? Obviously, you weren't alive for that because you're such a young kid. Uh, from, from the defensive style of ball where you can hug and grab the, the corners, can hug and grab the wide receiver, to now you can't even put your hand or even put a pinky on the quarterback or you're going to get called for a 15-yard penalty. Do you see the transition helping the game of football or making the game a little bit worse?
3: Um, I definitely think it's gotten a little ticky tacky recently with, uh, not being able to hit the quarterback or just a lot of stuff like that to protect the players. But, um, I think, I think it's going in the right direction. I think that could change too.
4: So I've asked this to all the tight ends. We've had a lot of tight end recruits on you Can you see a point in any level of football that the tight end position surpasses the wide receiver position in terms of overall importance and value and why?
3: I do. Uh, because like I said earlier, they have to be great blockers, as well as now they have to stretch the field and make huge plays and touchdowns. And um, I think that's something that's that wasn't always in the, happening in the past. And now it's starting to be a big part of the game and a big part of different teams offenses.
2: Hunter, when you look at all the different players in the NFL and some of the players in NCAA that are playing right now, is there a particular player that stands out to you where you can compare and contrast your skills to?
3: Uh, I really like to compare myself more to Kittle just to be able to use my size to get open and uh, make catches.
4: Mm -hmm. So, speaking of Kittle, he actually got a huge contract this offseason, and Travis Kelsey shortly after that got a big extension. In terms of the, val- uh, the financial value for the tight ends, being like you were saying, that they are rising in importance. A lot of good teams have top tight ends now that you know, win championships, that go to Super Bowls. Could you see the, a situation where financially they're not far behind wide receivers in terms of average annual value per year? Per year?
3: Yeah, I could see that. As the, the value for the tight ends increase, I think that they will start to get paid more.
2: Hunter, I, you know, I, I'm a crazy guy. I don't know if you listen or you watch our show. I, I'm a little nutty. I do a lot of crazy things and I know you're a kid and I don't know what you do in the locker room. I don't know what you do with your pals in the, you know, in the locker room. You like to play pranks. Uh, what kind of person are you in the locker room? Are you a funny, outgoing person? Are you a quiet, energetic leader? What What type of person are you in the locker room? Because I know what I do with this kid. Uh, if you guys don't actually watch our show, uh, after the show, I, I do a little, th- you know, a couple of things on Snapchat. Like I said, viewer discretion is advised. The questions and the craziness that I do off-air, it, it's very, very funny. But I try to do it on-air, too. So don't get me wrong. You'll see in a little while. But, um. Do do you see yourself as an energetic person, a guy, a, a leader that uh, pushes players to play hard? Or are you the comic, the clown, the guy that likes to, you know, put uh, water balloons in people's underwear? or what, what do you like to do? I mean, seriously.
3: I'm definitely pretty energetic and outgoing with my teammates. Uh, I like to, like, lead by example uh, when we're practicing and during games. But I don't pull too many pranks, but I'm always having fun and joking around with the guys. I could teach
2: you. If if you want to learn how to prank somebody, Jeez. I am the king at pranking because I also was a very good athlete. And I was the, the prankster. Whenever we went and we played uh, travel hockey or, or I played travel basketball, I was the type of guy that was the person. You know, the coach made me sleep in the same room as him because he knew that I was going to cause trouble. So Jeez. and I was the leader. So just think about that. A person that's a leader who 's a troublemaker so it 's the best of both worlds so i 've got that power, right, speedy Yes, you do <laughs> I, gonna, I,
4: I could believe that
2: well, you, you deal with it every single day,
4: yeah, I do unfortunately, <laughs> so Hunter, uh, you actually grew up in Wisconsin, actually pretty close to where uh, to Green Bay I, I, would, I think slightly west of Green Bay, if I remember correctly. Um, very cold up there. So obviously you've played a lot in the cold. How much of a difference do you think it makes in terms of the game planning, in terms of the style of game? And also, if you can, if they ever told you this, what is the coldest game you've ever played in?
3: Um, I really don't think it's that big of a deal because in warm-ups maybe you'll be a little cold, but once the game really starts going, you warm up pretty quick and um, you just don't really think about it. I'd rather play in 40, 50-degree weather. In October than when it's 80 in August, honestly. And um, I think we've had a couple late games that have been in the 40s, which is pretty chilly.
2: I love it. I love the cold, man. I will go out in my boxer briefs and I'll go out my T-shirt when it's snowing and I'll walk and get the mail. I'll walk in flip flops. You got to see me, man. I I love it. I love the cold. I hate the summer. it's just you—you you can't go out in the summer and rip off all your clothes. I mean, I'm not going to walk butt-ass naked down up and down the block. I mean, I'm not going to do that. Please don't. don't. Well, Speedy, I don't know if you would like to watch that. I no, mean... I would not. <laughs> As you guys know, we are talking to Central Michigan tight end recruit Hunter Markham. Now, Hunter, I, I again, I, I like—I like speaking about different you know, different uh, positions in football. And a lot of people look at the offensive line, the offensive tackle, the quarterback, and the cornerback. But I think a lot of people don't realize how important the tight end is because he blocks. He's a big guy. He's the blanket for the quarterback. What What is the strength of your skills? What What do you say, you know, what is your strength? Are you a great offensive player? Are you a good blocker? What stands out in your game from all the other tight ends?
3: I think I do a really good a really good job using my size um, and my weight just to get open. And I can, if there's like a underthrown ball or a jump ball, I can really just box somebody out and uh, go up and make the play.
4: All right. If there was any
2: NFL coach past or present me,
4: you're not an NFL coach. I am now. I am. Oh, you
2: are. I was just hired by the New York Jets. (laughs) Oh, congratulations. Adam Gates was just fired. I was just hired. All right, well, I guess they're going to win games now. <laughs> well, they probably will. I mean, I know a little bit more
4: about uh, coaching football than that guy does. That's, that's for sure. That's not saying much. But going back to the question, if there was one coach that you would want to play for, who would it be and why?
3: Um, I might get criticized for this one, but uh, growing up a Packer fan, I always dreamed about playing for uh, Mike McCarthy.
2: Well, don't tell that to Zeke. That's for sure. He's yeah. having he's having a worst season of his career. We were just talking about him. Oh my God! I mean, uh, that guy needs to hold on to a ball. But I like M- Mike McCarthy. I just I don't think the first of all, tight ends don't fit his offense. They never do, and mm. running backs don't fit his offense either. I mean, the last good tight end that came out from his offense was uh, Jamichael. So mm-hmm. Jamichael Finley. He was the last good tight end. He had one good season. Right. So. Uh, no tight ends. Good. They had Jimmy Graham. He didn't. He didn't really last very long over there. Maybe it's because of Aaron Rodgers, not because of Mike McCarthy. But even like now, both, even even if you look at the Cowboys right now, the tight ends that they have. Have you how many how many times do you see a tight end catch the ball in a game? I mean, you see very few. So it's more wide receivers. It's it, it And I'm surprised that Ezekiel Elliott actually, well, he doesn't fit his offense. So there you go. Um, before we get into the crazy conversations, your favorite game you played or the, the biggest and most remembrance game you could remember, and why was it the most remembrance game of your career?
3: Uh, my sophomore year. Uh, it was my first year starting on varsity, and um, we were playing just a neighboring town, Shawano, and, We won on the last drive of the game uh, in the fourth quarter. And uh, that was just a big game for me because that was my first like uh, varsity football game where I was really uh, it was a close game the whole time. I was really into it. And then to come away with a win, um, it was just like something I'll never forget.
4: All right. Favorite Favorite Packer that you of you growing up that is well known. Your favorite Packer overall, and maybe a lesser known Packer. Come on, like, man!
2: You know the answer.
4: That Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron like.
2: Rodgers. We know. I said a lesser known one too.
3: Yeah, obviously Aaron Rodgers. Um, and then I guess he's not playing right now. But I really liked watching Lazard earlier this year and last year, but he's out for the season now. Mm-hmm.
4: I, I always liked him. He I'm surprised he fell in the seventh round in that draft. I thought he had a second or third round grade. Mm. I, I,
2: I love Aaron. I, I Everybody knows what I think about Aaron. When healthy, I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL. And uh, he's having a sensational year, except uh, last week against Tampa. He didn't look very good. So uh, Yeah. Yeah, you know, sometimes you hit a wall. And Aaron Aaron's one of those guys that he'll hit it bad, and then all of a sudden he'll throw five touchdowns next week, and he'll be out of the hole. So unfortunately the way Russell Wilson is playing and they're, they're fighting back and forth, having a game like that could have cost them the MVP. So mm-hmm. that's the only problem with that. But, uh, Winning a championship, I think, is more important than winning an MVP to Aaron Rodgers. So I think that's the most important thing, and he needs a second. I'd love to see Aaron Rodgers win two or three. We usually see Russell Wilson have, like, two dud games a year, though. Too, so, no, I don't think you're going to do it this year. Not, not with the beast yeah. and the weapons he has. DK Metcalf, that's is fair. he's turning into a superstar, even though he tries to compare him to Jerry Rice. Oh, what the hell is he talking about? Russell, I listened to his show. Do you, have you ever watched Russell Wilson's show? He has a, a podcast. He, he pops it on Periscope. If you guys don't, never check it out. I think it's called Danger Zone, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Mm-hmm. It's called The Danger Zone. And he interviews all the different players, uh, you know, uh, past and present. And I love I love his, his thoughts and conversation with some of the old players. I don't really like his co-host. I, I really don't like him. But... Uh, I like Russell Wilson. I I think he's, to me, he's one of the most underrated players in the league. He's finally getting the credit that he deserves. Um, But uh, I I think that it's really crazy on on some of the things that – you know, some of the players that he tries to compare to each other in his uh, his podcast, which I disagree in some of the outlandish things he tries to compare and contrast to. So uh, definitely, if, if you guys haven't checked out his show, it, it's actually a funny show. He's funny. Um, and I, I think uh, some of the guys that he has on his show is really, really cool. So, um, all right. Are you ready, my friend? Are you ready for the crazy questions? Yep. All right. So this is what we're going to do. We've been doing this uh, for the last past week and a half. I'm going to ask you three questions and then I'm going to let you ask any of us or all of us three questions any question you want, crazy weird, I will answer whatever you want my friend, it doesn't matter, so think about it while I ask you the question and make sure that it's unique because uniqueness is what makes who you are as a personality, are you ready? Yep. All right. so I'm sure you heard this question and every single recruit has answered this boxers or briefs and why?
3: Definitely briefs. Um, I just think boxers can get a little bit too loose.
2: I like this guy. I, I like this guy already because he's starting to open up. Yes, I think it's too loose. It hangs to the ground. I, You know, y- y- your dingleberries need to find a way and need, need a holster, you know? Speedy, on the other hand, no, uses tidy whities No, no, no. He uses tidy whities he, <laughs> Don't listen to him. Dude, he's wearing SpongeBob tidy whities right nuts. now as we speak. I am not. Prove it. Prove it. I will not. I'm not taking my pants off on air. <laughs> Why? I mean, we're men. I mean, I'm not telling you to pull I it. I don't all the care. Way down. I mean, I think you need to prove everybody wrong. I, me-
4: I don't need 400, 500 people, however how many are watching this interview, thousands.
2: Yeah, I don't need that many people seeing me without my pants on. Well, I I didn't say take it all off. I don't want to see you naked, my friend. Uh, especially what you've been telling me. Okay. Oh I I think <laughs> that there needs some kind of. Uh, Authority here, and I think you need to prove everybody that you wear you don't wear tidy. I think you wear tidy whities I've heard. See, Hunter, this, this
4: is this is what he was talking about, where he likes to annoy
2: me off air with stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is part of it. All right, Hunter. Uh, second question: favorite snack to eat before a game and
3: why? Um, the Sunbelt granola bars. Hmm. Okay. Um, we always get our coach always passes them out before games. And I don't know why, but they just taste so much better when you're sitting on the bus Mm. uh, heading to a game.
2: Well, you know, thank God it's not wings, because yesterday Riley told us uh, Mm -hmm. he likes to eat wings before a game. This is a quarterback. He says he... Fine. He he likes to eat wings. He likes barbecue, honey barbecue. What's Teriyaki. And teriyaki. Mm-hmm. He eats them before games. Could you imagine how many times you're going to fart in a game? Actually, it would probably be better for an <laughs> offensive lineman or a defensive lineman. I mean, you just smell up the field. I mean, it'll be easy for you to break through. <laughs> So I, I think that would be better for an offense or defensive line. <laughs> for a quarterback, out. for a running back, could you imagine a running back behind him? I mean, seriously, smelling out that uh, that teriyaki smell. I does, mean, does that count towards missed tackle or uh, broken tackle statistics? Oh, It might be more <laughs> broken than you think, my friends. I mean, I know when I eat, uh, you know, wings, especially certain wings, uh, I'm – I'm on the ball as quick as, uh, you know, you can blink of an eye. So there you go, Speedy. You know all about that, right, mm-hmm, Speedy? Mm-hmm. Especially with your tidy whities. No, uh, no, no. All right. Uh All right, Hunter. One more question. Uh blondes yep. or brunettes and why?
3: Uh I have to go with blondes. My girlfriend's a blonde, so. Mm. Um, How long have you been dating your girlfriend? About 3 months. 3 months. Wow, that's a long time. <laughs> uh,
2: um uh, what's her name? Carissa. Carissa. Okay. Have you guys known each other for a long time?
3: We've known each other for about a year.
2: Okay. Okay. You guys go to the same school?
3: Nope.
2: Really? Yep. Oh, That's actually pretty unique. So that's cool. I'll say hello to Carissa. So I'm sure she's watching this. Hello, Carissa. I am Errol. This is Tidy Whitey Man. No, so no, no. This is Tidy Whitey Man. You can call him Speedy. We no. call him Speedy because he talks too much. And he's too fast at speaking. Yes, so but I do not wear tidy whiteies. Yes, he does. He no, wears a, no SpongeBob no, no. square pants, tidy whiteies. Buy them in stores near you. I mean, he'll sign it if you want. You want his autograph? I don't know who wants his autographs on your underwear. My pants but... are not square, and I do not wear tidy whiteies. Yes, he does. Anyways, uh, Hunter, are you ready to ask us questions? Yeah. Hit it, my friend. Hit it.
3: All right. I'll start with a boring one to start. Um, do you guys think that, uh, college football will be back to somewhat normal by next season? Speedy?
4: Yeah, I do. I think it's a, it was a little harder for them to come back in comparison to pro sports, but I think to some facet, it'll be a little easier just because there's different governing bodies with each conferences. The FCS has their own ways. Obviously the FBS has their own ways. It's a little different with basketball and some of the other sports that they're all together. So I think football, I think it's gradually shown progression with all these conferences coming back. Now, I think they'll probably still stick to some of the geographic restrictions, at least for this year. And they'll shift all the mm-hmm. scheduling stuff with the other big game. Cause the college seasons are planned five years in advance. A lot of the time with some of these big matchups, but I think they'll still be able to operate with a full season.
2: See what I mean by Speedy? He'll, he'll get like a, a thousand different sentences in a question. <laughs> well, I would say no. Uh, I don't know what's going on with COVID-19. I don't know when the vaccine's coming out. I mean, you hear it from Donald Trump that they have a vaccine. They're, it's coming out in December. It's coming out in February. It's coming out in January. Whenever this vaccine comes out, I think it'll it make people more eased. And I don't know if a lot of players are going to take the vaccine, even when it first comes out. So I think it's going to affect, no matter what, on, on the basketball season, the hockey season, the football season, college season. So I don't know if it'll be the same. I think there will be a full college slate season next year. I just don't know if it's going to be in front of fans. I, I really don't. And if it is, five ten thousand 10,000 fans right. in a 50,000, 60,000 stadium, I mean, it's not a lot. So I, th- I still think it's going to affect the, the natural thought of what college football really brings to the table. So I, I do not.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm.
2: Go ahead. Hit us with another one. Give us an right. outlandish one.
3: Well, I really need to know if Speedy wears tidy whities I do, too. I do, I do not too. Not.
4: Come on, Speedy. Hunter, do not listen to this Speedy, guy. Speedy,
2: you have to watch. First of all, Hunter, you got to watch this guy dance, okay? I mean, <laughs> this guy can no, dance. No, that's optional, too. No, that's not optional. I think this is something that we really need to see. I think Hunter needs to see you dance. Oh, God. Could we? Can could we do that?
4: I mean sure. I mean that's. Can we move
2: spots? Can we can we change camera? Oh, we don't have the camera here. We don't have the camera. I, I, unfortunately Hunter we can't do it. You're going to have to watch one of the shows after this because we got to set up a camera, but if we actually had a camera, you could actually watch this kid dance. If if you ever I don't know if you've never been to New York, right? I have. Oh, you have. So, have you ever mm-hmm. been here at Christmas time? Have you gone to, have you ever gone to Broadway?
3: Yeah, I've been to Broadway. Not during Christmas time, oh, but around November.
2: Have you ever heard of the Rockettes? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, if you ever want to watch a guy uh, completely not dance to the beat and practically do these weird straight kicks, uh, you would think that he was a martial artist, but he's not. Uh, unfortunately, I was as a kid, but not anymore. Really, what what kind of martial arts did you do? Kempo. Kempo. What what kind of belt were you?
4: I got all the way to I think the ju- it was a junior black second I think it was. You're
2: a black belt.
4: I was. Get out of here! You're not a black belt. So was my brother. Yep.
2: Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you, do you, did they give you those black uh, black belt tidy whities Oh my god! I, I I'm just asking. <laughs> oh you. my god! I don't wear tidy whities my friend. I wear boxer briefs, and if you really want to see them, I can show them. But you know, no, no,
4: no. <laughs> Hunter, just take my word for it. I haven't owned a pair of tidy whities since I was ten. He's a liar. He's
2: a liar. Hunter, I'm telling you, he's a liar. Just letting you know. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Go ahead, Hunter. Ask us another one.
3: All Ask- right. what's What was your uh, best prank that you pulled Like back when you were playing sports? Speedy? You said you're such a prankster. I
2: am a very big prankster. Go ahead, Speedy. You could go first. No, I didn't have as many for, uh, for for that. Mean the biggest prank you ever did.
4: All right. Well, I was. I only played two sports. I wasn't as great athlete like you guys are. Um, we we did have one though on my. Uh, I think it was my junior year with uh, with my volleyball with my volleyball team. We did have one where we we hid one of the one of the captains of the team. We hid one of his jerseys for a while, and he couldn't find it. I think until like twenty minutes before the game or something like that. <laughs> and we we hit it in one of the deepest parts of the locker room and he couldn't find it for a while and he was just all getting crazy.
1: <laughs>
2: well, I, I did a lot of crazy things. I think the funniest thing I've ever done was my to my coach. Uh we were on we were on a trip, we were we went to Canada and I think we were in Toronto and we stayed at this inn our bus got stuck, okay? So we actually had to walk a mile and a half to our our inn that we were staying at—it was right off of I, it, I, f- I forget where it was, what street it was off of, but uh, it was. So the funny story is, is that they didn't have—they uh, didn't have enough rooms, so I had to stay with my coach. So um, what I did is I waited until he slept, and and some of the guys brought in some, you know, you know, condoms, and oh, what what I did was I wanted to. I really wanted to get him, and I you know I wanted to play practical jokes. so I filled the condoms up with water, okay, and what I did was we i think it was like eight or nine of them and i I stuck them in all different places. I stuck it in his bag, I stuck it all over the place I hit I, in the bathroom, I tied him to the mirrors I, I tied him, and when he woke up the next day, when he woke up the next day, there were condoms all over it wasn 't just me, it was everybody. <laughs> It was everybody on the team. They all, we, I don't know where everybody got, I don't know where these guys got condoms or something like that, but we, we we there was like they were all over. I, I had eight of them. They had a bunch of them. We what we filled them with water. and We tied it all over his mirror. You know the mirror in the room on the vanity. We tied it inside the bathroom. In the uh, we put it in the toilet bowl. Hanged it inside the toilet bowl. He was he was outraged. He had us doing wind sprints uh, before the game. I, I think we did like fifty wind sprints before the game. We did win that game by the way, eight nothing. So. <laughs> There you go. I did other things. I No, mean, I know I'm just saying that. <laughs> I've done a lot of bad things. I was just something outlandish and my coach really and he knew who did it. He knew who planned it. And and now that, that's the problem. If you're gonna put me in your room, you know I'm the crazy one. Don't put me in your room. Okay? Because I I've shaved people's heads. I've I've tweezed oh, people's nose hairs out of their uh Ugh. their nose while they were sleeping. Um I've done so many different things. I taped uh, I taped somebody's legs together and taped their arms behind their back and taped their mouths together. Uh, I taped their mouth and, and left them in their bed by for like an hour while we went down for lunch or dinner or whatever the hell we did. So I've done a lot of crazy things. And I was a really I was a bad seed, but in the long run, when it came to the game, when it came to leadership, as funny as I am, I took things seriously. I wanted to win. I was a winner. And I I wasn't a sore loser, but I I didn't like to lose. So and everybody knew that if we're losing in half or we were losing after the the first period, I'm going in there as crazy as I am. And if we're winning, I'm dancing around naked or what the hell I do. So I I do a lot of crazy things. So there you go, Hunter. Tell the fans how they can find you on social media.
3: Uh, my Instagram is just Hunter Markham, and then my Twitter is one Hunter Markham.
2: Hunter. We'd love to get you on when the season starts next year. Uh, You're a senior, right? Yep. Uh, We would love to get you on. We want you to be a friend and a fan of the show. Do you have our app, my friend?
3: I do not have the app.
2: Well, are you following us on social media? Yeah. All right, so we're going to send you the app. I'll have Speedy over here send you the app. I want you to download it, tell your friends. I want you to follow us. We're going to follow you. I want to to get you back on when the season starts, uh, before the season next year and when the season begins, because we'd like to see how you're doing in Central Michigan, how you're feeling over there, and where you see the team going in the future. So uh, we really appreciate you joining us.
3: Thank you. Yeah, definitely.
2: And uh, definitely take a look out. He's going to be cutting the clips out of this interview and the audio. So you could post it all over your social media. And uh, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Say hello to your girlfriend, your parents. uh, Stay safe. Stay safe. And uh, remember. If you ever want signed Tidy Whitey, no, no, sign, tidy no, whitey. no, Sponge ba- SpongeBob SquarePants underwear, I will have Speedy mail it to you. It, it, it's a great opportunity. And, 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 and very, very soon, this guy is a superstar. You can hang it. This was worn by the great Speedy Petey. And you can see it. Don't listen to him. I mean, look how skinny this guy is. He's like 150 pounds soaking wet. I that mean, there's no is. correlation with the underwear. <laughs> Six foot seven, 235 pounds. This guy's about a hundred pounds more than you, and he's seventeen years old. He's eight years younger than you. Yes, I know. You're like, a, you're like yeah. a what are we, Oscar. He's Wiener. a Division One athlete. You're Oscar Meyer Wiener. That's what okay. we're we'll calling. He's it. a Division One athlete. Okay. Why, and, why does? Why and do, you're a Division Eight athlete. Okay, I'll admit that. <laughs> I'm, I won't deny that for a second. Oh man, Hunter, uh, we'll definitely get you on again. Thank you for joining us.
3: Awesome. Thank you.
2: You're awesome. Hunter Markham, ladies and gentlemen, nice kid, really, really nice kid. Uh, he had some fun with us. Speedy definitely wears tidy whitey. That by is not true. It's true, ladies and gentlemen. Beware of the great Speedy Um As you know, uh, at seven thirty, we'll be talking to Georgia Tech offensive tackle recruit. Jaquia Leftwich, do I have it right? Jakiah Jachia mm-hmm. Leftwich. But I, I, I love these kids. I, I really do. I love the tight ends that we've interviewed, uh, and they're all big and huge. Mm-hmm. Seventeen years old, six foot seven, yeah. two hundred and thirty-five pounds. Man, mm-hmm. that's a big man. Could you imagine when he fills in, how mm-hmm. big he's going to be? Yeah. It's scary. It is scary, man. It's scary. He doesn't even he doesn't even know what lifting weights is yet until he goes to college, man. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's incredible. Uh when we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we will get more into the MLB playoffs. And yes, we'll get into more in football here on Below the Mic.
0: You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
2: As you guys know, this is b- 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 below the mic. That's right, I'm a little rapper. A little freestyle here. Come on. My name is Speedy. I don't know nothing. I don't know how to press a button, but I know something. I wear tidy whities in my dance. SpongeBob SquarePants, yes, I am. No, oh, wrong yes, again. Yes, yes, my name is Speedy. Dance around with a little rocket. Don't dance. Don't dance. www.worldwidesportsradio.com Yes, 631-965-4990. Download our app, ladies and gentlemen. iOS, Apple, WWSRN, and Android. Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You guys got to move and groove with the speedy, grotesque little boy. Uh, guys, you can call the show at 631 965 4990. I'm waiting for Josh to get on the phone because I got, uh, yeah,
4: Josh called my phone by accident. Josh, call Errol's phone.
2: Yes, I want Josh to call our phone and uh, call the phone. Uh, I want you to, he could put... you could have put him on, put him on your phone. What oh, okay. the hell? What the hell's wrong with you, Speedy? <laughs> okay. uh, what, 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 what outlandish crap do we have to deal with every single time, day with this kid? All right, Josh, what's going on, my friend?
5: What is going on? And the pleasure I have of listening to you two lovely voices this evening.
2: Well, are you wearing tidy waddies like Speedy? No, no, no. Do uh, not listen. To <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, nobody believes me. But this kid actually wears tidy waddies. He doesn't want to admit it because he's afraid to explain his SpongeBob SquarePants underwear. Okay. Oh, for who Speedy. Yeah, Speedy, man. I mean, he is oh,
4: lying, God. lying, lying. I don't lie about. I gotta anything. tell you, I think this
5: would be a great, great subject mm. for um, on the Snapchat later. I think. I, I think, think this so would too. be a great conversation to have.
2: I think Speedy needs I, uh, to show everybody on live air if he wears SpongeBob Square Pants, tidy whitey underwear.
5: What do you? Well, going to tell you. If that's the truth, Speedy, and honestly, if it is, I actually like SpongeBob. So if it is, there's no shame in that. But if it's just regular plain old Tidy White, that's just lame, bro. There's no
2: Tidy Whitey's (laughs) involved.
5: Hey, at least it's on an adult diaper, so at least you got that for you. Well, (laughs) I I wanted to get you
2: I wanted to get you on because uh, I wanted to get into some MLB conversation, and now Steve Cohen, we're just waiting for the owners to accept him. We know that's probably going to happen. At probably by the end of the playoffs, we're going to hear that Steve Cohen is now the new owner of the New York Mets. What do you see Steve Cohen doing uh, in the offseason that could really change this organization around?
5: Well, I mean, I mean it's an entire facelift. I think he's going to do from what we've seen the last couple of years. I mean, we all know how cheap and I, you know, Arrow, I like to call them the coupons are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's essentially what they are. They're a bunch of low life you know, what that don't deserve to own anything. So I think him coming in, it's gonna be a complete overhaul. I mean, of course you got the news today that apparently Bill de Blasio has a say in if the voting uh I mean if, if he gets approved as well, because mm-hmm. it is property of New York City. But I can't see de Blasio rejecting that. I mean he already has enough on his plate already as it is. The last thing he needs is an entire fan base of Met fans coming at him. And if you've ever seen Met Twitter, it's nasty. I think he needs to control um, I
2: think he needs to control his own daughter. How's that sound? Yeah, yeah
5: that I mean, sounds like a great yeah. idea to start with first. Yeah. How about he controls the daughter, then the virus, then he worries about the Met later on. Just give Colin the approval and the keys to the to the castle and then we call it a day. Yeah, well,
3: we'll but we'll I mean
5: see look he, he, does he he's gonna I mean look, he's gonna get the approval from from De Blasio. We we've seen the shrewdness of what of what Jerry Reinsdorf has done, because you know he kisses you know what up with A Rod, and we know how that is. And he was the one vote in the owners' committee that said no, which we all expected. I don't know why he would say no. Errol, you and I have had multiple conversations about this mm-hmm. in the sense that it's all you're building up your own franchise's value if you bring him in. It doesn't. He's being the kind of guy of the get off my lawn. Mentality, you know, mentality right now of he just doesn't want to play ball with the with, with this guy. He did it with the Dodgers and he's doing it now with the Mets. I don't know why. You know, but in regards to you know, I think the 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 voting will happen. He'll get approved. It's you know, it's gonna get going with that. As far as with all of that goes, how I think it's gonna be with the Mets, look, he's gonna bring in Daniel Alderson. I know you and I have had banters back and forth about it. Um I'm fine. I'm fine with it only due to the sense that he, a lot of these players on this team now are his players. And look, he's 80, he's going to be 80 years old. He's a cancer survivor. I can't see him coming here just to be a penny pincher. I mean, he's worked for three organizations where he had the penny pinch, everything that's the athletics, that's the Padres. And that was the Mets under the Wolfram regime. And I think he's going to do some shrewd moves. I've heard reports that they're going to be more on the trade market than the free agency market. I think you'll hear names like Francisco Lindor. I think you'll hear Nolan Arenado. I think you're going to hear those names more. Then jumping on the free agency market, because look, let's face it, guys. If JT Realmuto thinks he's getting $200 million in a pandemic with a bad hip and a knee issue at 30 years old as a catcher, he's sadly mistaken. He can hang out with Tua. He can hang out with Tua. I mean, I, it's literally, I don't understand who's giving him this information on where he thinks he's getting the two hundred mil from. But it's not going to be from any team in Major League Baseball. Brody Van Wacken. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, well, I mean, look, Brody would love to do it, but the funny thing is, Brody ain't going to be here. But he'll probably be JT's agent again. So, I mean, that's going to be funny. You know what I mean? So it's like a small world. But look, I look at it like this. I, I think the mess—it's—it's it's, it's refreshing, and I—and—and and I think Speedy could agree with this. It's refreshing to just hear the organization's name again with big time players and it's not just being wiped away when there's a big time free agent out there and you get the look of are the Mets in it and they look at you like you got five heads you know (laughs) it's it's nice to have that feeling again where you, you get that vibe look Steve Cohen made his businesses through analytics he the Mets have the lowest analytics department in all of Major League Baseball. They have five people working for the analytics department, five, because Jeff and Fred don't believe in analytics, and they think it's a waste of money. Unfortunately for them, that's where Major League Baseball is headed. you got to get with the times and the program, and it's all about numbers and computers now. It is what it is. I I, I like the old-fashioned way, but, look, nerds are taking over the game, and that's it. That's fine. Steve Cohen's going to overhaul this entire front office with analytics. He's going to get with what it is. He's going to bring in Daniel Olison. I think Sandy's going to bring in um, his guys from Oakland, and he's also bringing in Sandy Olison guys because he needs the votes. Mm. Sandy Olison is, is is highly respected in Major League Baseball. If you're if you're Steve Cohen and you come in and you say I want to hire Theo Epstein as my next president of baseball operations. Well, why would I believe his name? I think it's Jerry Rickers is the owner of the Cubs. Why would Rickers want to accept Cohen as the owner of the New York Mets if he's just going to pluck guys from his front office? I mean, that's just, it's a club of owners. It, it's, it's a way of the club. That's how they do it. And, you know, he's trying to be accepted in the club, and he doesn't want to come off as being a dirty lowlife Cohen. And he's going to do it the way where Sandy will be here for a year or two. He'll bring in his athletic, his athletic guys. And I mean, I've heard the assistant GM is a favorite for the GM job. I a, Arrow, you brought up a great evening the day and Paul D. Podesta, who's done an unbelievable job with the Browns. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought he'd go from baseball to football. And, you know, other than Baker, um, that's, the Browns have been good. They're a playoff contender now, which is something we never would have thought years ago. And I think you, you uh, it's just, an, it's a nice feeling that I think, Cohen's going to come in here. He's going to uplift not just the, not just the major league roster, but he's going to do it with the minor league roster too. I mean, you're going to see it. He's going to keep on Omar Minaya in the front office, which I absolutely think he should. I think the is an unbelievable scout, especially in the international department. He's also very close with Steve Cohen. Um, and I think you're going to, and I think you're going to see something that this team is going to have. And that's going to be something that's positive. It's going to be money. Well spent, not, like a drunken sailor. That's something I think people need to realize, is that Steve Cohen's not going to come in here and spend $200 million on JT Riomoto and call it a day. No. That's that's not what he's going to do. He's going to be smart about it. Look, if he thinks that Francisco Lindor is going to get the wins-above-replacement mark for the Mets, above, or Nolan Arenado is going to do it, he's going to be in the market for it because the Mets have the players before it, but now the Mets also have the money for it. And that's really something that they have to look at going into it in the future. They have a nice core and I think they're going to add to that core. So, and I mean, I think you yeah.
2: So I, I, I want to get off the mats. I want to, before uh, we get our next guest, I want to talk about the world series. Uh, Mookie Betts uh, in game number one showed, why the Dodgers gave him the money that they gave him, and they extended his contract, and, and they made the trade for him. They gave up the number one prospect in baseball. The Dodgers up one nothing against Tampa. I picked the Dodgers to win this series. Speedy picked, picked Tampa. I, I think the Dodgers, this will be the first championship in, in a very long time. I think it's since 19, in 1988. I mean, that's over 30-something years. Uh, they haven't won a championship. Uh, what did you think about game number one? And And Clayton Kershaw pitched a very good game, too.
5: Well, yeah, I think it set the tone. I had the Dodgers winning the series in six. Um, I think Tampa's had a great run. The problem with Tampa is is that I I didn't realize that their their batting average as a team this this postseason they have no is power. really lo- is really low. They have no it's power. It's really low. They have no
2: power. They don't gosh. have they
5: don't have the power. I mean they have a they have a Rosario who's. You know, looking like a... What, what did John Smoltz say yesterday? He's a right-handed version of Barry Bonds. which yeah, I okay. thought was a little excessive, but I thought it was a little Drugs is Nobody I mean, said John is Smoltz
4: was the best color commentator. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we know that. But one of, mean, the greatest, so one of the greatest pitchers of all time, that's for sure. But uh, Guy doesn't <laughs> know... what uh... for
5: sure. I'll, I'll give him that. Listen, and I agree with you on that, because as a starter and as a reliever, he was dominated both, at both ends of the starting pitching and closing market. But I got the daughters in six. Look. The report. I mean, and and this is what infuriates me so much is that the reports were that if Mookie Betts did hit the free agency market, that Steve Cohen was going. That was the one player, Steve Cohen. I heard was going to do everything he could to bring to New York mm. was Mookie Betts, and it, it drives me nuts because you're seeing what Mookie Betts can do. He's a five-tool player, and look, I actually was talking to a friend of mine who's a huge Red Sox fan. He could not stand the trade. He's trying to figure out what kind of balloons. I think it was a good trade. I think it was a good trade. I mean, look, I I, I, I didn't mind the trade either. I think Alex Verdugo is going to be a really nice player for them. I'm a big fan of him. I think he actually fits the Red Sox perfectly. I think the part that Boston really screwed up on was they should have taken that reliever that the Dodgers wound up getting and instead they trade him for Maeda. Um, with Minnesota yeah. because he just throws it so loosely and it goes at a hundred miles per hour. I've never seen a guy that had that kind of arm angle where he throws it so light and loose mm-hmm. and could throw at a hundred. But I think the Dodgers are just, I mean, look, they set the tone yesterday, guys. I mean, when you're doing it off of Tyler Glass now, who's one of their top pitchers and I, you know, Clayton Kershaw needed that too. Clayton Kershaw really needed that game because he's trying to get this monkey off the back. Look, if the Dodgers won yesterday, but he picks like garbage, People still want to mock Kershaw. If he wins, but the fact that he pitched if, well. If
2: he wins the MVP of, if he pitches again and and he wins a back-to-back games and he pitches like he did in game number one, he wins the MVP. Everybody will shut up that he can't pitch in the playoffs because it'll prove absolutely it'll prove a point that he can. And and that's
5: the important thing, right? I mean, we uh, if anybody deserves greatest a World pitcher, Series, greatest
2: pitcher of our era. That's he, sure.
5: he is, and he is, and there's no denying that. And I think if. There's certain people, guys. There's certain people that fans want to see win a World Series, and I think he's one of them because he's just a—he's a good character guy. He does a lot for the city of LA, you know. But I mean, but he—he's—he's he's, a—you know—he's just—he's a team leader. He shows it every year in the clubhouse. But his numbers speak for itself. He's obviously going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no denying. that. It's one of the, like you said, he's the greatest pitcher of our of the area. that we have Him watched. and Max Scherzer. I, I, mean, I think him and Scherzer. I agree with you one hundred percent. I—I think he and Scherzer are the two guys. Definitely, they're getting there, and I think you know you can you can name a, a couple of other guys too. You know, I mean, I'll even and I'm not being, you know, but I, I mean, I I I'll put Degrom in that category. Not if yet, you, if not you yet, not yet. No, so he's not yet. Verlander would probably would be the closest a, one. Verlander, I would yeah. say Verlander's the closest. I would say the leader of, of tier two, tier two. There's a tier one. I think you would say is Verlander, Scherzer and Kershaw. um what was it And Kershaw, Kershaw then I would say tier two you could, you could say DeGrom you could say Cole you could say you know what I mean you, you those, those are the well they still two have to guys. prove more
4: though you're, you're judging legacy that's
5: right exactly it. and
4: it, and and that's what I think is going to
5: happen and I think that's a big thing but I, w- I really want to see Clayton win one I really do because look go back to watch that series last year against Washington could you have, I mean it couldn't have been any worse for him comes in out of the bullpen the Dodgers are winning and then he gives up the tying home run. I
2: think it benefits I mean, back it just, home Couldn't have been worse. I think it benefits for him. It benefits him that he doesn't have to play in front of fans either. I, I really do. I think. Yeah, it, I agree. I think it really bothers Clayton when he gets he gets caught up. He, he doesn't pitch the. He doesn't get the pitch that he wants, or he, he, he's off. The fans really get under his skin, and he's not the same pitcher. I think it this year benefits Clayton Kershaw to win a World Series just because there's no fans. So I don't want to hear it yeah. th- that it was that uh, it's it, it, this championship means absolutely nothing. No. It does. They've oh, earned- I think it benefits a lot of guys. I, I, I do. I agree with you
5: 100% on that. I think it benefits so many guys. When there's certain fans that are not in the stands, I think it benefits players because they're not able to feel the pressure at this point. They could just pitch loosely.
1: Mm-hmm. They
5: don't have any fans having heckling and booing them. And it's not even just Christian. Look, I know, Arrow, You you don't like this guy. I mean, I, but I'm sure you respect him, and that's Dave Roberts. Mm-hmm. I've met Dave. I've met Dave Roberts in person. He is one of the nicest human beings you can ever possibly meet. Um, he, he. I met him at a Met at a Mets game a couple of years ago, and he actually sat and was just talking to me for like five or ten minutes. It was mm-hmm. insane, and we were joking around about. I was saying he should come over and manage the Mets. And then he joked with me, and he said, only if I could take Corey Seager with me. I said, you could take Corey, and I'll even try to trade Kyle with him as well if you want. <laughs> but maybe best didn't do that trade at that point. But, I mean, look. Corey Seager I could be a Met next year. year.
2: Corey Seager could be a I Met next year. What, i tell you
5: what. I could see easily. They're saying Dodgers of the East. That's what I'm hearing with, the, with this Met ball club of Cohen coming in, is that he wants to do analytics, but he wants to be smart about the players that he brings in. But like I said, going back to the World Series, I, I, I think I think there would be, you know, either one of these two teams. I'd like to see win. I think it's going to be the Dodgers. They have the better all-around roster. I don't like uh, Scott Boris's idea of making the World Series in a neutral site every year. I think that's stupid. I think the fan base after a long 162-game season deserves to see their team play in the World Series. It's going to be very hard for a team if they're doing a neutral site in like. I don't know in St. Louis or something, and you're in. You know, if you're in, if you're like a, if you're a Yankee fan, you gotta travel to St. Louis now. I think that would be so silly. Well, I you think mean, if
4: they did that, they would probably do something neutral to both stadiums. I don't think they would. Just I just
5: think it's silly, though. I think like you that. should be able to have your home games. I think you should be able to have your home games. And the idea that Rob Manfred wants to keep these stupid rules for next year, I think, is egregious. Mm-hmm. The runner on second base, the three batter rule for relievers. You're taking strategy out of the entire game of what we love, which is Major League Baseball. I don't think I the three batter rules is well though. I don't think that's. I hate bad. it. I hate the three batter rule. Speedy, I think you it's, should it's, sign
2: it's, sign your tidy wise and send it to. Oh Ron my god! For... Enough. <laughs> I think a little tidy whitey's a SpongeBob. Maybe it'll change his mind. What no. do you think? You know what?
5: Honestly, I think Arrow at this point, if you give him if you give him a wedgie at this point, maybe that will change. His uh, you mind. know, that's a good you know idea. I mean? a swirly. Why don't
2: we give him a Swirly? <laughs> oh my god! You know? Oh my god! I haven't heard that name since middle school. Yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll give him. Maybe we'll have, maybe we'll we'll have our next guest. Uh, uh, Jakaya, join <laughs> us and then give uh, Speedy a swirly. What do you think about that? <laughs> oh my I think that would be great. I mean, Jakaya oh a big my man. You know what? I gotta say, you, you
5: gotta top the between the flat. For those that don't have the Snapchat <laughs> for the worldwide sports <laughs> network that Arrow leads, it's one of the greatest freaking things on the planet. I don't care if <laughs> oh you think it's over too much. It's great. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I was even involved in one of them. It was the most weird. It was the most random thing. My my wife. She has a certain kind of humor. She thought it was hysterical. She, she was, she, she, I mean, it was just, it was precious. I feel bad for what Speedy has to go through sometimes. <laughs> I really do. You know, because I think Arrow, Arrow, kind of the line. But you know what, at this point, uh, Speedy, you're a great sport, mm. and you put up with it, because honestly, if, if I were you, I think I would have decked Arrow at least 30 or 40 times by <laughs> <right> now.
2: <laughs> well, did you watch last night? Did you watch Monday night?
5: I didn't, you know what's Uh, funny is I didn't see the money and I won, but I'm going to, now that you're doing it tonight, I'm watching it tonight. All right. I have to watch it tonight now. I I mean, you have to do it tonight now. Mm -hmm. The, uh, the, 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 you got it involved between the tidy whites and something to do with adult diapers. It's got to involve one of those. <laughs> oh, J-
4: Josh, do not give him fada for this? <laughs>
5: <laughs> Listen, I was gonna write in the comments. I was gonna write in the comments section. I think you've run out of things to stick up to, you know what at this point for him to point. So I mean, I don't know what. I mean, you, you gotta ne- get. You, you gotta never, get the you, put yeah, you
2: never, ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever have not enough <laughs> to uh, you know. <laughs> Stick up the oh, podunka, dog, You know, you know that Speedy.
5: I mean, look, I don't mean I, I, Speedy. I'm sorry. That's why I, I, I listen. Speedy's a great sport. <laughs> if he takes, he takes it. Not you know where, but he does take it though. <laughs> and I give him that because, like I said, Speedy. If I were you, I would have decked out by now. I mean, it would have just been. I, I I don't know how you have the patience
4: for he, it. He
2: likes the bob for you apples, know? you know.
4: Why are you? Why are you putting bobbing for apples in vain like that? Irrelevant. No, it's, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. I didn't like it for that reason. I like. I didn't like it because it was cold water. <laughs> cold no, water! Man. Well, I will say this really quick before I let
5: you guys continue on with your show. Uh, Arrow, I got to get one of those hats that Speedy had the other day. Which I, one? I mean, I, 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 I really got to get one of those hats. And I got to tell you something. Oh, I'm going to get on some articles this week, man. Let me tell you something. I got some good stuff I'm going to I'm writing up Absolutely. right now for you guys. Do that. It's going to be awesome for
2: the network. Absolutely. You're going to love it. Absolutely. You know, our new our All new right, website, guys. our new reconstruction of our website will be up by next week. You guys are going to love it. I guarantee you. I've it's going to be
5: phenomenal. Yes. I got to tell you really quick. Arrow has given me previews and glimpses of what it is. It's awesome. You guys are going to love it. Stop, it's lying. Going to be great.
2: Stop lying. Stop
5: lying. listen. Let, let me tell you something. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be you great. Be. You're going will to love be. it. You're going to be happy with it. Yes. And I know how hard especially with with these two work their tail off for this for this for this network. I appreciate that. Meeting Thank you, Arrow and, and, and Speedy. They do Thank and you know there's others, you know. We're we're I, as we say, we're just uh, you know we're pieces to the puzzle, but oh, we stop. are all as a family. Yes. You know what I mean? And I gotta tell you, we all help each other out. Mm-hmm. So it's all, we're only growing and we're getting better each week. We've got a new and... nickname for
2: Speedy,
4: oh,
5: god.
2: the rear end man. Oh
4: my god. <laughs> <laughs> right, <It's>, uh, uh, <laughs>
5: that's not new, you invented that like two years ago. I couldn't, I, could, I, could, I gotta think, of, I would have set up yours, but okay. <laughs> Thanks,
2: Josh, appreciate you joining us.
5: Bye, guys, take care, have a great rest of your evening. All you right, too. awesome show,
2: Josh Silverberg. Uh, I love the kid. Uh, he joined us on the weekend crunch on the FM dial, uh, filling in for Eric Coleman and uh. Uh, He's great on Off the Mat. Great show with him and Alex Slows on Saturday. Check it out. It's a wrestling show. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, our second guest, we will be talking to Georgia Tech offensive tackle recruit, Jagai Leftwich, here on Below the Mic.
0: It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
2: As you guys know, this is the Below the Mic. I'm your host, Errol Martins, my co-host... Tidy Whitey Man, Mr. SpongeBob Speedy Petey, Tidy Whitey Man, yes. Remember, you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. You can download our app on iOS, Apple, WWSRN, or on Droid, Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Speedy, are you dancing or what, man? I mean, I rapped today. We didn't get a chance to see you dance. I mean I'm kind of uh I don't cramped. think Jakaya wants to see you dance. I'm kinda of cramped back here. Well, right? I'm a little cramped looking at you half the time. I'm but sure you are. I think Jakaya wants to see your tidy whiteies. No, you don't, Jakaya. I, I, I think he does. Because they don't exist. I think he I'm does. I'm sure I mean you I'm sure there's stuff you want to see that doesn't exist, but that's not one. Well, you you think he wants to see something else besides your tidy whiteies? I don't know. Uh, I don't think he wants to see anything with you. That's for sure. No, okay, Beth. I'm right. saying things that don't exist. We're, that's the category. Nothing, here. everything exists when I My have to. My Tidy look at you. Whiteys do not exist they because exist. they do not exist. They exist, ladies and gentlemen. He will sign autographs whenever you want. You go to Walmart, he'll sign your autographs. You get your Tidy Whiteys, SpongeBob, and I'll sign it. Anyways, our second guest of the day, I was looking forward to uh, introducing this kid. We are now talking to Georgia Tech offensive tackle recruit, Zakaya Leftwich. What's going on, Zakaya? Uh, how are you? Well, man, as you know, our my my uh, my guest host over here uh, does wear tidy whites. That so is not true. It's Don't true, listen man. to him. It is true, Chikaya. And if you want to give him a wedgie, we were just talking about giving him a swirl. You're a big guy. Come you on, Chikaya. Don't be that guy. Yeah, we'll be <laughs> that guy. I mean, uh, come on. We play pranks. I mean, you're a football player. How many pranks do you do in the locker room, my friend?
1: Uh, I just stay to myself in the locker room. Not doing too much out of the way.
2: Ah oh, man, Chikaya. I thought you were one of those fun guys, man.
1: Come <laughs> on, Anyways, anyways,
2: uh, we are talking to Georgia Tech offensive tackle recruit, Ja'Kai Lefter. Were you going to say something?
1: Oh, I said sometimes.
2: Yeah, well, we'll have some fun. Trust me. Uh, how yeah. are you and your family doing with this pandemic?
1: Are they doing good? Um, staying safe out of the way. Um, working. Doing what we can do.
2: That's right, man. I mean, um, I work too. Um, you know, I work a lot. and. It, it, just looking at him every single day is, is work for me. So, just so you know,
3: <laughs> so uh, much visual strain yes, for such a regular strain, person. Yes, yes.
2: So, so Jakaya, what is it like um, you now being recruited and then actually going on these Zoom calls with COVID nineteen? You can't visit the schools because of the situation, the virus, the the pandemic. What is it like being interviewed by all the coaches, the assistant coaches, and, and, and trying to figure out what school you want to go to? It's so different when you get to go and visit the school and check out the school and, and talk to the coaches face-to-face. What is it like uh, being interviewed online on a Zoom call?
1: Um, it feels great knowing um, a school is looking at you, recruiting you that want you. But it's also frustrating because you can't go up there and check it out. Check it out yourself. You gotta um, rely on somebody else's information what they're telling you. But it's good.
4: So you were actually recruited by two big name—not big name coaches, but probably that second tier of big name coaches in college football. One of which being Herm Edwards at Arizona State and Mike Norvell at Florida State, which is actually his team, by the way. He's a Florida State yeah. fan. <laughs> um, yeah, they haven't been great so far, but they just shocked North Carolina. So I guess what are you trying to
2: take shots at my team now? You did, did it last week. Yeah, well, I don't want to hear it from you. All right. Okay? Well, so, Just me.
4: So, um, what made you choose Georgia sucks. Tech over those two programs and those two
1: coaches? Um, I would say how they treated me, treated my family. Um they took my academics seriously. Um different stuff like that, the early playing time, stuff like that. Um made me the lead, major tech lead of all the other schools. As you
2: guys know, we were talking to Georgia Tech offensive tackle recruit Shakaia Leftwich. By the way, I love that sound, that beeping sound. That is, that's got to be your smoke detector. It pops because it needs a new battery, right? It does yeah. it, at my, it does it at my house too, man. I, I, <laughs> I hate that sound. Imagine going to sleep to that when you're going to sleep to that it is the most annoying sound i I think i, I for a while I got used to it, and finally, I, one day i just I ripped it right i I took a I took like a baseball and I threw at it, and <laughs> popped it right out of the wall out added a smoke detector <laughs> oh my god it 's so annoying that 's an annoying sound anyways uh, jayo what is it what is it like being an offensive tackle now we 've interviewed some of the top offensive tackles in the country. And I, a lot of them give us uh, different answers to it. I mean, the fact that you're six foot six, three hundred some pounds, pounds, uh, you're probably a athletic beast. I, some of you offensive linemen. Now you can. I, I mean, we saw what Makai bechtam did uh, at the combine, running uh, five five seconds almost flat. This guy's yeah. three hundred sixty five pound Buick, six foot eight. He's a beast. I mean, some of you guys are just a beast of men. I mean, you're 17 years old and you're athletic beast. What is it like uh, being that guy that protects the quarterback? And and to me, is probably the most important position besides the quarterback in in professional football.
1: Um, it feels great. Um, just knowing you out there competing with your teammates, um, you doing your job. You want to 11 people on the field doing your job, and you got to. Um, compete and yeah
4: so have you always played offensive line or were there any other positions you played at different levels of football before that
1: um i would say in high school i played offensive line but in like rake ball and all that other stuff Pee Wee league i played uh d-line and o-line
2: you know, you use the word "pee wee." That's his nickname, "pee wee." So, oh, my gosh. if you ever <laughs> if if you ever want to think of "pee wee" leagues, just think of Speedy. I mean, that that works. Uh, <laughs> we are ta- we are talking to Georgia Tech offensive tackle recruit Ja'Kiah Lefwich. Now, Ja'Kiah, you have the last name Lefwich. Are you related to Byron Leftwich?
1: Uh, no, I actually get that question a lot. Everybody asks me that question.
2: Well, yeah, you know, I I like Byron. By the way, I I think he's a great yeah. offensive coordinator. I think. Uh, being that he plays for the Buccaneers, I don't like him. I mean, I mean, because he's the offensive coordinator for the Buccaneers, I don't like him because he's Tom Brady's offensive coordinator. But uh, I like Byron. I, I followed him when he played for Pittsburgh and uh, the different teams, Jacksonville, when he was drafted. He was so, decent with Jacksonville. Oh, he yeah. was great. I, th- I thought Byron was a very, very good quarterback mm-hmm. uh, for a little bit of his career. But uh, couldn't cut it as a full-time NFL quarterback. That, that, that's it's not easy to do. So... Jakaio, when you look at the offensive tackle position, and you have to be an athletic beast. Like I said, we were just bringing up Makai Bectum. He was a basketball player. Were there any other sports that you that you play in high school that really helps your athletic ability on the on the football field?
1: Basketball. Oh, so you're a basketball player too? Oh, uh, not no more, but uh, I played it. You have good I kind good of it kind of out. Um, on the end of my high school.
2: So you have good footwork. Now you're 17 years old. You're 300 pounds, and and, and you're built. You're, when people say you're 300 pounds, everybody thinks, oh, he's fat." No, you're six foot six. You're built like an ox. We see. I, trust me, I've met a lot of these. It's funny because I I remember when I was interviewing my, um, Muhammad Wilkerson a couple of years ago at Hofstra. Okay, and you want to talk about a beast of a man? He's not even anywhere. I mean, I think Muhammad Wilkerson was like six four, and he was like. A, Three, almost three hundred pounds. You're six foot six, three hundred pounds. I mean, you guys are just beasts of a man. Uh, being that you're seventeen years old, I, I I've always wanted to ask an offensive lineman: what What do you bench right now as, as a seventeen year old?
1: Oh, uh, we haven't bench pressed in a long time, but my last bench press was like close to three hundred.
2: All right, man. So you bench a little bit less than I do. I mean, I, I mean, that's not bad. I am mean, <laughs> okay. a man, okay. I I've been benching since I was a kid too. So I I, I think the most I've ever benched, believe it or not, um it was about a year ago I benched three hundred and sixty five pounds. So okay. I mean I I, I I that's my strength. I mean they're, my weakness is my biceps. I, I can tell you that. I, I watch people curl like 60, 70-pound dumbbells. Don't ask me if I'm going to do that because I won't. <laughs> I go 40, 50 pounds. I'm good with that. So uh, that's not my strength. I mean, I, I could probably curl this guy. I mean, he weighs uh, – he's soaking, you know, soaking wet. Oh, look at it. He's bones, man. Look at him. He's a bony. All right? <laughs> what about a skeleton? Are yeah, you? you are a skeleton. We are talking A to... month ago, I was called a
4: werewolf. Now I'm a skeleton. Well, you're
2: a werewolf. You are a lizard. What else do we call you? Um, oh, yeah. What else? Oh, you call me a worm. <laughs> you are. You look, doesn't he look like a worm? Oh, my God. Ja'Kai, doesn't he look like a worm? <laughs> uh, 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 I don't know. <laughs> uh, he, he knows. it. He just doesn't want to answer it. Uh, anyways, we are talking to Georgia Tech offensive tackle recruit Ja'Kai Leftwich. So how do you think the
4: offensive line and the offensive tackle position has changed from when you started playing and you started watching football to now obviously being a Division One recruit?
1: Um, I think it's changed a lot. Um, back in the day, it was like all run plays. Um, they'll just do all run plays. Now they're switching up, pro-style offense, passing, throwing attack, offensive tackles to go off for the screens, go block corners, stuff like that. Uh, changed a lot.
2: Now, Georgia Tech is known for their offensive tackles. They are. And one of my favorite players of all time, I'm pretty sure, uh, Mr. Ferguson, is from Georgia Tech. He went to Georgia Tech. He was uh, a top pick for the New York Jets. If you don't know who uh, Mister DeBrockasho Ferguson is, I think he went. To, I think he played for Georgia Tech. Speedy, I'm looking that up as we speak. Why are you so slow, Speedy? You're you're tiring. You know, you're tiring. No, he played for Virginia. Ah, uh, he went to Virginia. I'm sorry. I, I thought he went to Georgia Tech. You know, who went to Georgia Tech for basketball? Stefan Marbury. Uh-huh. That's that's yeah. where that's where I'm lost over there because uh, New Yorkers over there. Uh, anyways, uh, DeBrockasho Ferguson. He's about the same size as you. He's six foot six. 300-pound guy. Uh, what what football player, what offensive tackle that you have seen over the years or a player that playing in the NFL or college football that you really stand out to say that you play like or you can mimic or you've mimicked his game?
1: Um, I would say uh, Tyron Smith and for the uh, NFL. And for college, I would say um, he just left. He just went to the NFL um, this year. He played for the Giants. He a rookie.
2: Oh, Andrew and I, Thomas. Andrew Thomas? Yeah, Andrew, Andrew let's, Thomas. Yeah. Let's hope you're not Andrew Thomas, okay? Let's, let's hope. Because Andrew Thomas is uh, – I, I think he's he going to struggle the first three games. I now think he's playing better. I think he's going to be yeah. a bust. That's just me. I, I think he's going to be – I don't think you're a bust. Don't worry, Jakaia. I, I think you're going to be better than Mr. Thomas. But uh, unfortunately, this guy's a Giant fan, so I can't stand the Giants. So anybody that the Giants draft, they stink, okay? So as far as I'm concerned, he stinks, He's been the go. worst of the four so far, but he's played better in recent weeks. Well, uh, is that your excuse now? Or are you going to make excuses for your Giants again? I am analyzing what I see. You analyze a lot of things. Why don't you if, analyze the underwear admit, that you wear? If
4: I admit he's Eric Flowers bad, I'll admit he's Eric Flowers bad, well, but he hasn't been that bad. What
2: kind of underwear do you wear? Oh, my
4: God, enough.
2: I'm just asking you. Enough with the underwear. Right. Right. Tidy-whities, guys. Oh Tidy-whities. So ah. so you grew up you grew up in, in
4: Atlanta, you grew up in Georgia which obviously has a big football culture at every level so far. So uh, what has your experience has been like at, at every level of football? You playing obviously, maybe you uh experiencing it with a lot of the fans at different levels.
1: Georgia has the um the best football in out of every state. Georgia is the best um we got all great athletes everybody uh, in Georgia the best uh the fans are great um we compete we in hardest hard all the all the NFL every NFL y'all see NFLers y'all see they come from Georgia and all that stuff so we produce athletes
2: now listen to him man uh, Jikaya giving Georgia that little rep over there, uh, we have the best football players and the best. The talent yeah. is just rolling over here. I, I would agree there's a lot of good Georgia players. Atlanta, and we, I've talked about this over and over again, a lot of good running backs, a lot of d- offensive tackles and defensive tackles have come from Georgia. So you're right, Georgia is one of those states that you can honestly say that a lot of NFL players come from. Atlanta, when the Falcons are good, I mean, they're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, this year they just stink. You get. Are you a Falcon fan?
1: Yeah, man. I am.
2: Julio Jones.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, my my own. Um, if y'all you know who AJ Terrell is? Uh, of yep.
2: course, mm-hmm. of course, man. I'm... Yeah,
1: he, he um graduated from high school. He hmm. there right now. All right. His, his little brother. His little brother right now. He uh go to Westlake.
4: Were you were you surprised they drafted when when they drafted him? What was your reaction like?
1: Oh, yeah yeah um his brother his brother uh had called called us and said Atlanta Falcons selected him before um. Fully even showed on TV and stuff like that. So, yeah, we all was surprised and happy for him.
2: So do you – by the way, we are talking to Georgia Tech offensive tackle recruit, Jakaia uh, Leftwich. Now, Jakaia, do you see yourself as an NFL style of uh, offensive tackle? Do you see yourself I, – I know a lot of people say, of course, that's a dream, but do you honestly see yourself as an NFL player?
1: Yes, yes, that's uh, always a goal. Um, I work and prepare for that every day. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, if if you really want, I, I can mail speedy. I'll put them in a box. I'll mail them, and you can curl them. You know, you can use them as a you can use them as a, a body bag or something like that. You know? We'll put them on. You know, you can use them as a punching bag. I mean, I do that. So uh, you know, what's mine is yours, Jakaya. Oh, what's goodness. mine is yours.
5: <laughs> I mean,
2: you, I don't know if you want to, want to be holding a dead body once I die in a box, but
4: okay. <laughs> <laughs> so being you're a Falcons fan, Errol and I argue about this all the time uh obviously obviously you guys are your team is mocked all the time for the Super Bowl collapse Ooh. the way they are now they were paid off to lose oh my god well that's not the part i'm arguing now i actually think that Kyle Shanahan is not as badly to blame as a lot of people think. I yeah. think it was more defensive coaching, whereas he thinks it's yeah, more Kyle Shanahan. Because I don't think they lost the game on time. I think they lost the game because they got conservative. Run the ball, early.
2: you would have won. Run okay. the ball last year for right. San Francisco, you would have won. All right, where where do you stand on that?
1: Uh, I say it's both because I was looking at it. Uh, they should have run the ball too. Then defense, they should have stopped. They can't. They couldn't uh, stop uh, Tom Brady and all of them. So I say it's a mixture of both of them.
2: Oh, it was definitely. It was definitely, it was definitely Kyle Shanahan. I, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. You're up by 20 points in the fourth quarter. And you you had Julio Jones make an unbelievable grab on the 30-yard line, 20, or 30-35-yard 30, line, and all you had to do was run the ball. There was nine minutes left of the game. There's no way. There's a 99.8 chance the Patriots come back in a Super Bowl, okay? And you decide to throw the ball uh, twice, back-to-back times, which made yeah. no sense when it was first and ten, okay? It made no sense. All you had to do was run the ball and kick the ball through the, if the field goal. You would have won the game. There was no way the Patriots were going to come back. That would have been another uh, an, uh, another um, possession that you had to withdraw from it. So there was no way the Patriots would have came back thought, if they kicked the ball. Remember, the penalty is what set them back on a field goal range. Yeah, the yeah, penalty. You're,
4: you're, you're, yeah, the penalty. Sit. Yeah, if Hold he, it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He should have ran the ball. If he ran the ball, there wouldn't have been a penalty. You know, okay. Yes, there, I do.
4: Why? There's never a penalty on any run
2: play ever. You know, Speedy, you make up all these different excuses. These are excuses. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. You act like there's a penalty. on Kyle there's no Shanahan on run play. is the oh, the most overrated head coach and offensive coordinator in NFL history. I don't know why anybody thinks Kyle Shanahan is good because he's not, okay? He can't win. He doesn't win the big game. And that's all I'm going to say. Atlanta was very lucky to get rid of Kyle, even though they haven't won since. But, uh... They didn't win a Super Bowl because of Kyle Shanahan, so I think they need to smack him I, around. I think this bit. year you could see that the, it's more of the defense. Look at all the collapses they had this year. It's an organizational <laughs> problem. Mm, I, I think it has everything to do with Dan Quinn because you saw last week they won. I mean, Dan Quinn sure. gets fired, they win. They uh-huh. win by like 30 points. Did I not blame Dan Quinn for the Super Bowl loss? Well, it wasn't Dan Quinn's fault. It was Kyle Shanahan's fault. Right. I keep saying it to you. All right. Uh, we are talking to Georgia Tech offensive tackle recruit, Jakaya Leftwich. Now, J'Kia, um I watch the game of football religiously, and uh, I watch the offensive tackles because I don't think people realize how important the offensive tackles are on the line. I think the the left tackle obviously protects the blind side of the quarterback. The right tackle helps the other side. It kind of like uh, you got to move together. What stands out to the offensive line to you? that makes you love the position? What what stands out? Is it the camaraderie with the, the five guys that are at the line? What is it?
1: Um, I would say that uh, we don't get a lot of praise, but we still do our job. Um, if we do something bad, everybody going to know. But if we do something good, nobody ain't going to know. Um, I would say we, unit, uh, all five, do our got to do our job on that one play and to uh, – hopefully score and get a first down or something like that. And I would say that um, we um probably the best unit on the team, hands down.
4: So being that, going back to the Falcons, being that you're a Falcons fan, I asked this question to our first guest for the Packers. Who is your favorite player that is maybe a popular type player? And who is a player that you like that maybe a lot of people wouldn't know and you like him?
1: Oh, you talking about off his line or the whole anyone, team? Anyone, anyone. Um, the first one I would say Julio Jones. Um, he like best player, and the person, uh, not too many people might, might know about, it, but he good is Dion Jones. Mm-hmm.
2: I like Dion Jones. Yeah. yeah,
1: I like him too. All right,
2: Jakaya, we're gonna have some fun with you. What we're gonna do is we're gonna ask you three quality funny questions. Okay we expect okay. a quality, funny answer. And then we're going to let you ask us three questions, whatever you want. If you want to talk about speedies, uh, tidy whities They don't exist. They do. I mean, if, uh, if, if you want to talk about that, anything you ask us, we will answer fairly. And it's all, it's all open for you, man. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. First question. Boxers or briefs and why? Uh, boxers. Why do you like boxers? Do you like them hanging? Is, does he feel good when the air hits them? What, what do you like them?
1: Yeah, I've just been wearing that for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have no specifics, specific pacific, uh, about it. I just been getting it yeah. since I was young.
2: Yeah, well, uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't wear boxers because you know they, you know, I don't like uh, those uh, dingleberries sticking to my legs. So you know, I, I like them compacted and I like them <laughs> holding like a holster, right, Speedy? That's enough underwear analysis for you. <laughs> we're asking him. I'm just telling him what I feel, man. I, I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, we're, we're friends now. We, we got to talk. We have to, you know, have a conversation. If we were at a lunch table, uh, I, I would, uh, you know, go back and forth and banter about that just as much as sports. Uh, second question, <laughs> second question, your favorite snack to eat um, before a game.
1: Um, I would say Skittles. Um, yeah. I eat Skittles uh, for the game. It's just a, a little sweet candy. Uh, for the game. Yeah, I like candy too. Oh, I, mm-hmm. Skittles, Skittles
2: used to be my favorite. I like the berry kind, the berry tropical ones. Yeah, I, I, those are good. Yeah. I like those
1: ones. Those are airheads. Oh yeah, airheads. Mm-hmm. airheads. Airheads are, are good.
2: You ever have uh, Swedish fish? Those are good too, man. I mean Yeah, I had it
1: before. Yeah,
2: those things are you know, those things are dangerous. I can eat a bag of those quickly too. I mean your favorite hmm. Skittle flavor and your favorite airheads flavor.
1: Oh uh, airheads, I can eat every flavor airheads. Uh in Skittles I like the sour kind, the cool. green bag.
2: Nice. Yeah. Speedy's an airhead, so you can eat his head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh last question for us blondes or brunettes and why?
1: Oh, blondes or brunettes. What are those?
2: Blondes or brunettes, women, blondes or brunettes, whichever one you want, which which one you prefer. I mean, you're going to Georgia Tech, man. Uh, You got uh, got some women to look at, man. I'm telling you, man, you're going to enjoy yourself over there. Uh, Do you have a girlfriend?
1: No, not right now.
2: Oh, you're smart. You're very smart, my friend. Go to Georgia Tech and have some fun. Just make sure football is on your mind in schoolwork before the ladies. Ladies yeah. are third. Ladies are third. But make sure that you have a bunch of them. You know, you, know, you yeah. take your pick. You have three or four of them. And you have one. Actually, you have seven of them. One for each day. That that would be good for you. <laughs> just don't tell your mom. I mean, I'm not trying to give you any tips. But when you're going to college, enjoy yourself, man. I, you know, just, uh, you know, be safe. Okay? Be safe. Yeah. But uh, blondes or brunettes, what do we got? Um. Both. Ooh, I, I like this kid. I mean, he likes some. But best of both worlds. Why not double dose? What What do you think, Speedy? Blondes or brunettes? Now, now is it both at the same time or just either one? Uh, uh, both at the same time. What, what do you What do you think? He's like some uh, kind of bimp or something with streaks or something. I think like that? he's a I don't pimp know. daddy or something know. like that? I don't know. Uh, I don't see any pimp hats. I mean, like seriously. Okay. I, why are
4: you the stereotype?
2: Well, I'm just I'm just saying. Are you, are you what are you trying to say to him? Are you trying, I'm asking
4: him a question.
2: Well, I, I I'm don't not implying
4: he's... anything about him.
2: Oh man, you are you are a sick puppy. You know that? Jakiah,
4: don't let him twist things on you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jekiaya. All right, Jaciaya, ask us what you want. You got three questions to ask us. Any questions you want.
1: Oh. Uh, first question, oh, uh, favorite restaurant.
2: Well, we live in New York, man, so uh, unfortunately you got to come over here. And Well, it's, it's fortunate that if you came over here, we'd show you a lot of good restaurants. But my favorite restaurant, it would be an Italian restaurant, I would say Michael Anthony's. I, I like his food. Uh, he has the best penne alla vodka around here in Long Island. Uh, there's nothing like New York food. I'm telling you right now, you come to New York, you'll never want to leave. The food here is amazing. Absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Yes, absolutely. So it's just a little expensive to live here. That's all. Uh, but yeah. all in all, I w- I would say Michael Anthony, Speedy, um, Wendy's. Okay, next no, question. Uh, if, I, if, <laughs> if I were to if I were to pick
4: a chain, it'd be Five Guys. Five Guys. Yeah. Really, you don't okay. like
2: them? Five guys, man! What are you, you're a skinny little scrawny kid. How do you eat five guys? I mean, if I'm hungry enough, you know I what eat they, five guys? Yeah, they five. You know why they call it five guys? Because they give you like oh my god, they, they they give you like five, you know, five people's worth of French fries and five people's worth of freaking hamburgers. Yes, and their Cajun fries are great. Oh so. my god, listen to this guy with his five guys. You never even—I've never even seen you eat five guys because there's not much around here. What do you mean there is? Yes. What are you talking about? Not, I haven't seen many. You've never seen any? Uh, I, five, I've never seen many. I've seen there's, one there's one in Hoppock. There's one in Hoppock. Right up the road from us. Okay. There's one in Hoppock. You like Five Guys? Yes, I do. All right. All right, you buying tonight. We'll go to Five Guys. Okay. We're going to Five Guys tonight. You hear that? Ja'Kai, he's buying five us Five guys. guys. He's taking us to Five Guys on Speedy. So
1: okay.
2: He has <laughs> taken us. Uh, so, Five Guys. All right. So, next question, Ja'Kai.
1: Um, if he was uh, uh, getting recruited right now, what school would you pick?
2: That's a good question. Speedy?
1: Wow, that that is a good question.
4: Speedy's never
2: played a sport in his life. Oh, yeah, of course. We're
4: judging (laughs) the if, the hypothetical if. uh, He was the water boy. Okay. I don't hate on the water boy. That was a great movie. No, but you were the water boy. Sure. We'll go with that. If, if it means being, being Bobby Boucher, I'll take it. Uh, I'll take LSU. I, I think LSU was always my favorite, uh, sec team growing up and with their coach. Now he's got a fun culture there. So I'd mm. probably say LSU.
2: I would, I'd go to Georgia tech because you're there. How's that? Huh? I go to Pretty Georgia cool. tech. There you go. So you got my answer. Uh, but I, I grew up a Florida state fan. Uh, if I really were to choose and somebody wanted me, um, Hmm. I'd go to Georgia Tech because you're there. But uh, if my second, my second team, I'd say Clemson. I like Clemson. Uh, okay. Dabo Sweeney, I think he's the, to me, he's the hottest coach in, in college football. Uh, and what he's done with that program has been absolutely um, tremendous. So, one more question, buddy. Ask away.
1: Okay. Um, last shot of the game for the win. Michael Jordan or LeBron?
2: Oh, another question like
4: that. Uh, shot Michael Jordan. Uh, He's a better shooter all around, I think, than
2: Michael Jordan shot. Michael Jordan going to the hole. Michael Jordan everything. I will take Michael Jordan over every single basketball player that ever played the game. Anybody that tries to compare anybody. Kobe Bryant, who's not even in the top ten of all time. Anybody tries to compare anybody from basketball to Michael Jordan. There is not even – it's not even close. So, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. Did you watch The Last Dance?
1: Yeah, I watched it. I watched every episode.
2: Oh man. I so you, you you weren't alive from Michael Jordan's time, so uh he was special, man. Either was Speedy. Speedy never really got a chance to see no. him. You guys are you guys are young. I I'm thirty eight, believe it or not. And I, I got the chance to see Michael Jordan in his prime of his career. And uh Michael Jordan was a special player. Um I hated him. I'm a Knicks fan. I couldn't stand him. He always killed the Knicks. Uh he was the reason why the Knicks never won a championship in the nineties when the Knicks should have. Uh them and the Rockets. Uh so uh I to me it was Michael Jordan, hands down. And I watched my, I watched LeBron James grow, just like you guys did. But you were young when my when LeBron James came into the league. I watched LeBron James when he was a he was a baby coming into the league and I, I knew he was gonna be great. Not this great. LeBron James is the second best player to ever play the game. No question. Yeah. No question. Jakaia, why don't you tell the fans how they could find you on social media?
1: Um, you can find me on social media at Jekyll Leftwich on Twitter. Um, in Instagram two four seven k i a h on Instagram.
2: Jakai, are you following us on our social medias?
1: Um, I think I am. I'm not sure because I, I I be on social media and I like that.
2: Jakai, you're killing me, man. Do you have our app? Did you download our oh, app?
1: Yeah, I downloaded. it. Do yeah. you have
2: you have our app? Do you really have our app?
1: You talking about? Uh, let me just go to a
2: Go in your application store. What are you on? You have iOS or um, Android? Uh, iOS. All right. Go to your application store. I'm going to help you out here. I'm going to help you out. Uh, Let me see. All right. I'm here. W. 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 Two W's. Ws. S. R.
1: N. There you go. See it? Download it now.
2: That's my man. That's my man. I'm going to be following you. Um, I I want you to keep following. I want you to be a friend uh, of the show. Uh, when when your season starts next year, before your season, we'd love to get you back on. And then when the season goes, uh, we would love uh, to get you on in the middle of the season. Talk about Georgia Tech. Talk about some of the teams you played and how you're feeling about playing college football.
1: Yeah. That'd be great.
2: Absolutely, Jakaya guys. Jakaya Leftwich. He is not Byron Leftwich's cousin or brother or uncle or whatever, but he is a good kid. Uh, I, I, he's fantastic. He really. Some of these, some of these recruits are just. They got great, great, great personalities. I, and he, you could tell that he, he's worked. Every, he's worked so hard to get where he is, and uh, I respect every single one of these young kids that uh, have come on with us and. Um, definitely gonna be rooting, uh, rooting them on moving forward. So, mm. Speedy, uh, how did you like the show today, man? Yeah, it was fine except for the underwear excessiveness, but okay. Well, Jakaya, you know, I, I, J'Kai, I know you're probably still listening. You're still on. I'm gonna send you an autographed uh, no. SpongeBob, no, uh, Square Pants, uh, tidy Whities for you from Speedy Petey. You can hang it up, frame it up. I think it's gonna be very, very special for all the fans out there. What do you think, Speedy? Not going to happen. Anyways, that's ever. it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, remember, you can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app on iOS. It's WWSRN on the Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Speedy, uh, we won't be back until uh, Monday next week. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you'll learn that I don't wear tidy whities You by do. Then. You do. I do not. You do. Ladies and gentlemen, he does so don 't worry about it i don 't know why he 's in denial. I mean there 's nothing wrong with wearing tidy whities oh There God. really is nothing i mean they're they fit really really well they're they 're tight around the inner part of your leg i mean they 're perfect for you, you know, okay, you enjoy them well i don't wear them. you do oh no, you know? i don 't it 's okay, speedy anyways uh, uh, uh we do not have the wise guys on this week tomorrow. yes, the return of ryan Hickey uh the Ryan Hickey show, uh, so stay tuned we we 're going to have more shows on our network, so stay tuned for that. I know. Uh, you know, slowly but surely filling in some of the shows. We have a new show coming out uh, uh, in the in the next week, two weeks on Monday. Uh, it's Pacific time, so it it's out on the West Coast. Uh, it will be starting at ten o'clock, right after the Wise Guys. Uh, so stay tuned for that, um, and much much more. So stay tuned. Uh, until then, this is Errol Marks and Speedy PD saying good night, and we'll talk to you then. Good night, everybody.
1: You're, you're, you're listening to the world worldwide sports Radio network